Molly is that motherfucker is frail. Frail. You think if I could take down a short, stocky guy like Henry, who's actually a gold medalist and has good takedown defense, what am I going to do to Sean O'Malley? Like, let's be honest here, guys. I guarantee you, we step in there, I think I fold that man in half in one round. There's, it's just going to... Same thing I did to Sanhagen. Go out there, pressure forward. He's going to use his footwork. I'm going to cut off the cage like I was just talking about. Eventually, he's going to be on his back foot. Let him throw a stupid kick that I'm going to catch. I'm going to body lock him. I'm going to fold him in half like a lawn chair. And that's going to be the fight. All right. Well, you heard it from the champ right there. That's how he plans on beating Sugar Sean O'Malley. And, I mean, it's a, it's a good game plan. Like, on paper, it makes sense um, just watching both these guys compete. Um, but, it would, I mean, Sugar can fight. So I don't want him to go in there thinking that it's going to be that easy. You right. Know what I mean? Right. But, to be honest with you, I mean, I think he brings up a really good point as far as the grappling not that Sean doesn't have, you know, some grappling, but I mean, Aljo's like top tier when it comes to grappling. I completely agree. You and know? I expect him to be the stronger of the two, the physically stronger. Um, Sugar Sean's used to having a lot of range on his opponents. He's not going to have that range. Um, but, but yeah, if he doesn't have masterful footwork and can defend takedowns, that's exactly how that fight's going to go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um so he had also said in the interview, talking about, you know, it's time for O'Malley to either step up or not. Um, you know, given, I, I think he brings up a good point. I mean, being honest with you, because O'Malley, after the yawn decision, mm -hmm. was supposed to go for the title. And he was like, I don't know if I want to, blah, 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 blah. And so now that Aljo just faced Cejudo, which I think, Probably was like the harder stylistically between the two mm -hmm. for Aljo. Mm -hmm. Aljo's like it's it's fucking time. So if O'Malley doesn't take the fight, I mean they'll probably let him fight another fight. But I mean it's I mean his stock it's not going to help his stock any. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's an interesting relationship Sean has with the UFC and, and Dana White because he's the kind of fighter they like to promote because he's got all the followers. He's right. the you know the face of the millennials right now as far as MMA goes. Um, so we'll see how many chances he's given. But yeah, as far as that goes, I'm, I completely agree with Aljamain. Like, let's go back to the line. You yeah. Know, if you don't take this opportunity, you're going to go back to fighting top 10 to 15 ranked guys, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because Aljo, probably the most active champion right now. Yeah. I would have to say. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hats off to him. So. Yeah. Congratulations, champ. Let's go. <laughs> Ready? Let's go. Knuckle up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to Scrapcast. The PFL of podcasting is back. <laughs> Here we are. We're ready to go. Let's all get right. It. All right. We have episode 13. Very special show for y'all tonight. Uh, I'm your host, Ace, as always, with me, Mr. Will. Mr. Will, how you doing? Doing good, man. How you been? Good, good. Um, got a lot to talk about. Went to the big event. Going to profile all that. Um, a lot of fights happened over the last couple weeks. Got to cover that. Um, you know, not too lengthy 
of uh, next couple weeks. But it's nice. I'm going to be honest with you. It's been fucking nonstop for <laughs> I don't even know how long now. Yeah. So it'll be nice to have a little bit of time, especially now that the weather's better to, you know, I don't know, make some time for the outside and stuff and get yeah. away from the TV. Don't, don't get stuck inside watching nothing but MMA. Get outside every <laughs> now and then and actually practice some MMA, all right? <laughs> no, just stay inside and watch <laughs> MMA and listen to fucking Scrapcast. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um, so I guess overview. Round one. Yeah, overview. Yeah, I mean, let's let's start with the the big one. Um, one fight night ten. Ugh, Jesus. First time okay. on American soil, Denver, Colorado, Broomfield. Yep. Actually, technically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we got a we got a chance to see that live and in person, man. Yep. yep. So let's uh let's work our way what down the card. You think? I said we go up from the bottom. Up from the bottom. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. I mean, you want to start Jackie fight? Let's start a Jackie fight. Start with We're, Jackie fight. Okay. Jackie Bunton. Yes, uh, Deandra Martin. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so talking about these fights is going to be a little bit different because we were there yeah. live and yeah. we got to see it and like fucking twenty feet from the cage. Man, it was so, it was so killer. Yeah. Um, yeah um, loved that on uh, Jackie Bunton's walkout. Everyone was rooting for Jackie. Uh, everyone we were sitting next to wanted her to win. And um, she went out there and she she put on a show. She folded Deandra, man. Like, so yeah, and she did. And fucking she she fucking um, what did she stop with? Because I, I get I almost I, I know all the finishes, but I get confused in my head of like how which who got which one. If I recall correctly, that was the overhand left up against the cage. That's and, right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, body punch, right hook. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, left so, she, body so punch she doubled her over. Her. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but still, okay, so now um, do you think that everybody was going for Jackie because they were fans? Like, like I know we're fans, but yeah. or do you think it's because she was representing the red, white, and blue? <laughs> it's hard to tell sometimes. Um, it, it really is. Now, I do want to give the crowd we were there with the benefit of the doubt because I feel like it being one fighting championships and it being at the smaller venue in Broomfield – that these fans were a little bit more hardcore. You're probably right. No, you're um, probably right. You're probably so right. I do want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and De- and uh, Deandra Martin. Uh, yeah, Deandra Martin looked good. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. she did. I mean, it was a really good uh, back and forth up until Jackie caught her, and when she caught her, she went down and turtled up, and that's not a good way to defend yourself. So Jackie rained it down, and that was the end <laughs> yeah. of that. So that was yeah, yeah. First finish of the night for us. Great way to get the card started. Got us all kinds of jacked up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it was killer. Way to go, Jackie. Yeah, exactly. Um, after that, we had a grappling match. Uh, the tie. Ru Rowantello. Yep, Ty Ruotello, Cade's brother. Yeah, um, versus world, De Ritter. World championship grapplers. Yep. Um, Rainier coming off of the nasty knockout nasty. from uh, Malikin, so probably a good way to get back in the ring and 100%. get rid of some of those jitters and yep. stuff, give your fucking chin a rest. Um, what was interesting to me about this is, you know, one of the guys sitting behind us is like, talking about how he's from Ohio and he's an Ohio State wrestling champion and he's just going off about Rene De Ritter and I'm like, Oh, do you even know who the Rotolo brothers are? <laughs> I'm like, like, see, I know, and I almost made that mistake last time because I was like, I don't know who, I don't know who this Thai guy is. And then I'm like, wait a minute, is that those brothers? That, yeah. And you're like, yeah. I was like, oh fuck, I can't go against those dudes. No, they're both world yeah. champs. And and in that in that um fight uh what competition I guess you'd call yeah it. yeah um in that competition um Deritter was the taller, lengthier of mm-hmm. the two, and so he would try to. 
um, you know, force his way into a clinch, into a certain grappling that he'd have the advantage. And if he didn't like how it felt, he would push off Ruintello mm-hmm. and just keep engaging and then stopping and mm-hmm. engaging and stopping. And that's that wasn't enough to really, um, you know, score the points or whatever, because it's all about in those grappling matches who can either like get the submission or who gets closest to finishing the right. other guy. And so Ty was the one that, you know, was trying mm-hmm. to um, finish Deritter yeah. where Deritter was kind of like trying to only play on his terms, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ty Ruotola was a lot more aggressive and it didn't end in a submission, but um, I was happy that uh, Ty got the decision on, so. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, yeah. Um, after that, we had a uh, former champ, um, Ensong. Yeah, Ensong and, and, and Fan Rong. And, and Fan, yeah. And on those on those walkouts, I was like, man, maybe Fan maybe Fan can take this, you know? Like, Ensong's getting old. He's been yeah. around. Yeah. Um, and and he, put on, like, he put up a good fight. Like, yeah. he was hitting Ensong, but... Yeah, nope. he was able to get him on the ground. I mean, he hurt him first. He did. And then got him on the ground, got him in a guillotine, and shit was over. I, I think he forced a bad takedown and just locked up that neck. He did. And, yeah. He did. Yeah, and that was that. But you're right. But thing, uh, up until that, um, up until the submission, it was very competitive back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, yeah, I mean, just fucking that champion, just, you know, more, I don't know, like uh, more developed skill or something in that area. You know, as far as um, experience, just being able to, you know, keep your head calm because he was kind of uh, losing the fighter. I, w- I would say maybe getting the shorter end of the stick up yep. until that point, yep. but he just figured out the way to win. So yeah. yeah, it was that was awesome. Yeah, a lot of those older fighters they they become real opportunistic. Yeah, and and they don't let situations like that slip out of their grasp. You know. And, yeah, and, and the other cool thing about it was um, there was a lot of uh, Myanmar fans yeah there. right Surprisingly, a lot of flags a lot of everybody was going crazy and which is cool because i realized i was like man there's a lot of people that like you know come over probably from myanmar over here and then this is the only time that they've been able yep. to have their champion good point you know come here and so they all showed up and it was that was fucking awesome. yeah i know i did not and they had a whole section i feel like up there too yeah. like yeah that that was that was really impressive to see yeah because it was like the fans were kind of just like going crazy when the finishes happened but then as soon as his music started like i was like looking around i was like <laughs> wow i had no idea that, right. i mean not that not that a champion a former champion doesn't get that kind of respect but just like the overwhelming um, support of, you know, Myanmar in yeah. Broomfield, Colorado, yep. Yep. you know? Um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, speaking of uh, turning back the clock, Sh- uh, Sage Northcutt, rather. Sage Northcutt um, was able to come out and put out a dominating fucking Man. win, uh, submission, <laughs> heel hook. He did get clipped, I think, at the beginning of the fight. Yeah. But just, you know, was able to go right down to the ground, put in that submission, and he, he locked it in and... The guy he was facing wasn't that guy a uh, like grappling submission dude, isn't that? So I don't know much about Mushtaba, yeah. um, honestly. But um, I mean, and it's a forty second fight. Okay, thirty nine yeah. seconds was it? Yeah. That was this. But in this forty seconds, yeah, we saw him clip Sage, and of course, Sage has probably got some shell shock yep. from you know being destroyed the last time he was out there. Uh, so he goes down, and Mushtaba tries to roll with him for a little bit, ends up in a deep heel hook deep. and has to, has yeah. to tap almost immediately yeah. like as soon as sage rolled over to belly he was tapping yeah i mean 40 seconds i mean it wasn't a there wasn't a lot there but man it was really good to see you know um one thing about that that i was able to see that the cameras uh didn't really get ca- catch jesus the, the cameras really didn't catch on the um 
on the video is when Sage was coming out, you could see him like pumping himself up yeah. when he was coming down the walkway. And mm -hmm. then as he got to the cage, there was a corner that you had to bend in order to get to the next corner, which is where they were entering into the cage. And when he bent that corner, he stopped and he mm -hmm. was looking in the cage and he was like looking at the cage and he was like maybe looking at his opponent, but his opponent was kind of dancing around and his eyes were like focused like on the cage and you could see him like, you know, doing that like yeah. like like facing his fears getting that ag aggression pumped up knowing what he's come back from all these years yeah. remembering the last time he went in there yeah. and like what he had to go in there and oh, knew man. what he was walking into you mm -hmm. know and um man he just looked like such a more mature more uh you know uh calm um fighter than the sage that we've seen previous agreed. years ago agreed um, for a fighter like sage to even attempt a heel hook like that was mind-blowing but to sink it and finish it as fast as he did was mind-blowing but one of the things we've we've talked about a couple times before is all the battles a fighter has to go through before they even get into the cage and have the battle like a lot of times uh. the fight is probably the easiest part of that out whole of, prep you out know? of all the other battles there's yeah. there's yeah. there's the injuries there's the you know sports psychology there's, there's the, the weight, weight cut, cut there's, there's yeah. I, and you could tell sage's battle was like literally with that uh, that cage yeah. it's like man can i can I get back in there? Exactly. Like, you know, and you know, he's there in the U S he's got his family. Yep. I mean, his sister yeah. was there oh, with yeah, her kid. Man. Every, I mean, he had people yep. there. It's like, yep. it's fucking, yeah. I mean, it's that. Yeah. So that was awesome. Really good to see it. And just still real genuine dude, even after mm -hmm. getting that, like, you know, shitty end of the stick in that facing Cosmo Alexander, that yeah. fucking monster in your first fight. in. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Like, and just coming I in know. and just being like, Nope, like I'm still here. So, Really, really, I say it a lot, but I'm really interested to see how Sage looks in his next fight. Yeah. Like, see, you know, what that next um, step of uh, evolution looks like. So, so happy for Sage. You know, who, you remember who walked out there with him? Uriah Faber. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah, was awesome yeah. to Old see. Butt chin. Yeah. yeah. That was so awesome to see. Uh, it was just good to see Faber out there. It I've was. I've been a Faber fan for a it long was. time. It was. That dude's a fucking legend. He so, is. Yeah. And, and so the, the great thing about our seats is we were we were on the side the fighters walk around before yeah. they get in. Yeah. So instead of walking around and not being able to see him on the opposite side of the, the cage, they came around our side. So we got to see, you know, them talking with their coaches before they get in the ring. They get to see them talking to the cut man before yep. they get in. Yep. You get to see him, you know, doing the whole thing with their coaches right before they, like right there in front of you. Yeah. And it was a real treat. Man. No, it was, it was. And, and I, I, you know, didn't realize that that was going to be the case. Sometimes you get lucky, you know, cause they could have yep. had him come in the other side. Exactly. They could have positioned it. Yep. It's just the way, it worked out um but not even like you know speaking back to that jackie when she walked out um bunton fight um she came around that corner and people were kind of cheering and stuff and i remember just standing up and just like because like i could see her and she was looking in our section yep. and i was just like i stood up and i was just like yeah like freaking <laughs> yeah. like, like unleashed it and she just had this like big smile on her face and in her post fight she was like I'm, I was really you know surprised like I, I knew that people knew about Muay Thai but I had no idea that you know they <laughs> yeah. were so you know it's just like yeah. yeah it was that was that was so fucking awesome so um all right uh moving on on the card we had oh dude I know oh, so we had we had the oh, fucking the, the 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 no the robber no the thief what's it so the the cop and was it the robber? What do they call him? The thief? I, I don't know. But the, but yeah. So, um, one of these guys, former cop, the other guy, goes by like <laughs> yeah, goes by the the robber or the thief, you know, um, from Switzerland. Um, 
Kadistam, right? Yep. So we had Kadistam, which was who was the thief, and uh, Sold Dick. Sold Dick? Yep. Sold Dick? Yep, who's the former cop. Yeah, yeah. is the, is the Cro- former Croatian cop. Another fucking Croatian cop. Those motherfuckers, you know? I think it's mandatory. Yeah, <laughs> it probably is. Um, but yeah, um, goddamn, dude. That was fucking... Uh, so, that was so So awesome. fight of the night, for sure, right? 100%. 100% um, fight of the night, yeah. yeah which yeah. is saying a lot because of the fights that we got to see. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the, and the beautiful thing about going to see these lives are all these little storylines that you get. Because right before Roberto Soljic and um, um, Katastam come out... You know, there's a whole row right in front of us that's that's empty until right before this fight, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of Soldic soldiers come out. Yeah, and they've all got his outfit on, and they're all like so pumped for Soldic, and they're you know they're just fucking going crazy. And uh, yeah, no, I, no, I'm really glad you brought that up because it was funny because we're sitting there watching the fight and like, I you know, kind of seeing what's going on, and then all of a sudden, like two or three rows in front of us, th- these guys are like screaming at you know Catastam, uh, and they're like. You're a fucking pussy. That was that <laughs> kick wasn't in the dick. And they're going off. Like they're standing up and screaming at the yeah. cage. And, and I'm like looking at those dudes and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, you're not gonna get in there and fight. Like, what are you doing? I you know? know? And I was like trying and then I noticed that like like you said, two or three of them had um Soljek's shirt on. Like yep. you could see his face on. It. And then yep. I was like, Oh shit, like those guys, and you were like, those are his fucking like that's his corner and shit. And I was like, Yeah, like those guys came to see this dude, yep, you know? Yep. And um <laughs> and me being the kind of guy I am, once I heard that a cop was fighting, I was going for the other guy. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and to be fair, to be fair, in that first round, dude, Soljek put oh, it he, on. He put it put on, it on Katastam. Yep. I mean, I mean, fucking was beating him up, f- just fucking him up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, had him fucking rocked at the end of the round. Um, you know, it uh, he really put it on him that first round. Yeah, he was bloody, he was all kinds of fucked up you could tell his leg was hurt like yeah yeah yeah, he was all fucked up yeah and then the second round came (laughs) round two comes out (laughs) and yeah he he fucked him up 45 seconds into the second round and he put soldier away put Um, him away yeah fucking uh uh ko'd him um and with uh, yeah that shit was that shit was awesome i mean just those guys in front of us were <laughs> sad. So sad. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, that's they what happens, so you know. You know, I was just like, I, to be honest with you, like whatever about the rest of it, I was just kind of like, that's you know, it, it was kind of um, just just for the fact of being like, these guys are in there fighting. You're not getting in there fighting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like you want to boo them, you want to cheer them, whatever, like that. But that, but then to be like, you know, fucking, I don't know, calling them pussies and shit when they're like fucking fighting in front of all these fucking <laughs> know, people in their underwear. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I was just like, fucking, what are you doing? You know? And then their boy loses and I'm just like, <laughs> that's what you get. That's what you get. Yeah. So yeah, oh, that was fuck. fucking. Hope you enjoyed the first round. Cause phew, that second one did not go your fucking way. Yeah. Man. No, that was awesome. And he, and then at the end, Catastam could barely even stand up. Oh but, yeah. But he got the win. Yeah. So. No, that's, that's, that's double tough, man. That's double tough to, to have a round like the first round that he had. And go out and know what he had to do to finish him and get the finish. That was that was awesome. Yeah, really impressive. Exactly. Um, and then we get to <laughs> our girl. And if that wasn't exciting enough, oh then gosh. the next fight is Stan right, Fairtex. Right, right as soon, I know. Right as soon as fucking she comes out in the fucking entrance, man. I was like, that was so awesome because like you know, Stamp. You know she. You know is a, is a showgirl. You know the showmanship. She like puts it on and. Uh, and, and yeah, and to see you know her music hit and she her come out there and do her do yeah. her dance, get her dance going on. I was like, I think it's cool. Like like I I personally I'm it doesn't like do much for me. I like the fact that like she can have all this pressure and all these people like looking onto her and she can like 
be so easy with that to yeah. just be out there and just be you know doing her dance and remembering a little choreography before she goes in there and has this fight against uh elise anderson who is uh, fucking not a slouch you no, know she came no, in there with rose yep. you know was yep. in her corner um and uh and so yeah i mean that was that was awesome but yeah i remember you you know a lot of people were going crazy and you were fucking losing your shit next <laughs> to me. You're so... like, Oh, she's fucking doing the dance. I was oh, like, I know. <clears throat> uh. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, that stuff does like, I like that about one fighting championship. They, they let these fighters have personality, their personalities and incorporate it into the, like, it's a big production and, and stamp takes full advantage of that. And just to see it in person, cause I seen, I seen her come out and, you know, you see it on TV, but to be there live and feel that energy and see, just like you said, her, her carefreeness right before she steps in the cage to destroy somebody, just these two polar opposites. Just, it's so impressive to me. I agree. I agree. And, um, and so, yeah. And then her fight, I mean, really impressive too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. She set up the body kick all throughout the first round. Um, and so Stamp is um, a kickboxing Muay Thai champ. Exactly. And she's going, she's made the transition to MMA. Yep. And Elise, to her credit, was trying to get her on the ground, trying to clinch, trying to get takedowns. It wasn't working out for her. And then halfway through the second round, they broke away from a clinch and she just nailed the most perfect body kick you've ever Liver seen. Liver kick. And, and Elise was down, yeah. like so down, like like a walk-off body kick TKO, yeah. straight up. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, and and yeah, and I mean, there's there really wasn't much more that you could have asked for. Um, and, and really, what was surprising to me, I guess in some hand, is just how over Stamp got. I, I knew she was a favorite, but I mean, the whole audience oh, yeah. was fucking, was loving Stamp. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm so happy we got the crowd that we did, and that's probably one of the benefits of going to see one in that venue because it's not like a huge venue. It's really intimate. You get to hear everything, but you really felt like there was so many hardcore fans. Yeah. You know, like I know a lot of people in our audience are just like Stamp Fairtex, who's that? Like you need to know this girl's name. Like, yeah. Go back, watch her Muay Thai fights or kickboxing fights, then start watching her one fighting championship fights. and her MMA fights. She and fought, MMA fights. you know, like, Andrea Lee. She's yeah. you know, she's had some good yeah. fights. Yeah, no, and she's. A great fighter she's a great personality and she deserves all of our support man yeah she does and she's you know i, I was telling you afterwards she's the queen of one you know yes she really is you totally agree no she's a and she's a badass dude i know <laughs> but every every queen has to have a king and if there was a king of one it'd have to be rod tank Even, it's definitely fucking rod tank that motherfucker <clears throat> i right. mean jesus christ before we get to rock tank, we gotta give a shout out to Mikey Musumeshi. Musumeshi, oh yeah, oh yeah, his name. oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because he did. He was. That was a great grappling match. It was a great grappling match. He was really aggressive. He was determined to come out of there with a finish. And um, I, I liked his post-fight press conference because he had heard a lot of his criticisms that he tends to hang on to one submission and not move. And so, and you could see like he was hanging on for that. Um, that leg lock the whole time for minutes and minutes of time, just kept trying to get that leg lock. And as soon you could tell as soon as he decided to give up on it, he climbed up dude's back and got the rear naked choke. Yeah. And Osama Elmari, wasn't he like, he, he's a champion. He, he was last year's, was it ADCC? Yep. Was it, it was something in his weight class. He was yeah. the last year's champ. Yep, yeah. And, and so this guy was like, you know, as legit as you can get for mm -hmm. grappling. I mean, literally last year's like, you know, one of last year's tournament champions yep. and he came in and they have in those grappling matches, they have uh one 12 minute round to try yep. to get the submission, yep. you know? And so a lot of times 
you know, like in the Deritter fight, like it can kind of be a stall out. Yes. It can end up being a stall out because it's only one 12 minute round where you're trying to get the submission. And especially two guys that are at that high level. I mean, for, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't want to cut it short, but for um, Musumeci to get that finish mm-hmm. against that guy, it, I mean, I was I was blown away. I really was because I, I didn't think it was going to happen. I really was like, I didn't either. Okay, we got twelve minutes to see who can get the closest. And mm-hmm. to me, it was going to be Musumeci because he just kept rolling for the yeah, leg locks. And then when Osama would try to get down to block him, he would you know try to incorporate uh, Musumeci would try to incorporate more of a ground game and try to like you know figure out another way of attacking him. And just you know at the like I don't remember what it was like eight minutes or something, he was able to. Um, get his back and um, get the submission, right? Yeah, as soon as he switched gears and decided to give up on that leg, he had him. Because, yeah. and, I, and I could tell that you feel like that was um, Osama's game plan. He was like, he's, I, know he's, I know his MO, he's only going to go for this one thing. And so he knew how to defend it. And as soon as Mikey switched gears, um, yeah, the guy was so surprised. He was like, oh shit, he's on my back, he's got my neck, and I'm tapping. Yeah, yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah, so... Hats off to Moose Mechie. Okay, let's talk about Rate. And then the king fucking comes out, <laughs> and he's got his music. He's got his fucking dance. The whole arena is going crazy for Rate because he is the king, dude. Yeah. Dude is, is as about as legit as you can get. He's like 25, <laughs> has like 273 fucking kickboxing wins. fucking fights. <laughs> I know. And that's just like, yeah, that's just so bananas, man. Um, but but he yeah um, such a such a great opportunity. I was so happy. Stamp and Rod Tang was who I was there for, and I was so happy I got to see both of them show up, get a good win, um, and like and you know do their dance. It was such a such a treat for me. Yeah, and um, you know I gotta give um, you know props to Tabarez. I thought that he wasn't gonna make it out of the first round. Right. I bet money that he wasn't gonna I make know. it out of the first I round. Know you did. I lost that money. Um <laughs> uh, but but no, but all seriousness, um, you know when we talk about Rod Tang having three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, whatever the fuck fights, right? Yeah. Having all these fucking yep. fights. The important thing is like like how does that transition into, you know, that you know, the um Whatever the 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 contest that we have right now, right. you could have a bunch of fights, but you also can wear a lot of damage. You can, you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's not all just one side or the other. It's not just all a, a give or a take, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing was, was the way that he finished Tabarez. So Tabarez, a couple of times throughout the fight, would go for these spinning back punches, mm-hmm. and um, I, I think the first one he he got him. I think that the first one he landed, it didn't really like. Shake Rotang. He just yeah. stood there. You know how Rotang is. He's yep. like the fucking Terminator. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, he hit him with it. So then Tabarez was like, "Okay, I got, I'm gonna remember that." So then, as the fight was progressing on, and Rotang only turns it up. So it, the first round, he was kind of, you know, like you said, playing with his food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the second round, he was, you know, aggressive. He was like stalking him, coming after him, and and trying to push him into those like whatever corners that you could get out of the cage. Um, Tabarez went for a spinning back fist, and Rod Tang like knew it, saw it, was able to maneuver out of the way to miss the spinning back punch, but then escalate and cut the corner so that he was right up close on Tabarez where he needed to be, hit him with an elbow like instantaneously and knocked him out. Had oh, him yeah. like, had him 
thrown back, head against the side of the cage, oh, just nasty. knocked out cold. And I mean, knockout. the the spatial awareness, the reaction time, the the to be able to see it, to know, to be able to move out of the way, to move back in. I mean, that's what we're talking about. When you talk about somebody who's had 300 fucking fights, that's what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. That kind of, um, all those things. Being able to, your computer is calculating all of that at the same time to set it up for that. And it was just, it was so nasty. One of the nastiest elbow knockouts you know, probably the nastiest standing elbow knockout I've ever seen, but just like fucking, just just a superb, masterful work. I I, I can't say enough. Yeah, absolutely, perfectly executed, and and yeah, and there had been earlier in the fight, probably in the first round, that that exact same sequence of events where Tabaris had tried the teep kick and Rotang had caught it. And uh, Tabaris had tried to use that for that spinning back. Yep. And and you're right, it had landed a little bit, but you couldn't, you could tell it didn't affect him. But that was something he filed away. Yep. And then second round, same thing. He catches a teep kick, and guess what? He knows Tabaris is going to throw that spinning yep. back. So he, he blocks it, and it was kind of like Tabaris was ducking down when he threw it. So yep. it was kind of not like not quite a spin, but like an overhand coming from the back. He blocks it, and as soon as he looks up to see where yeah, Rod Tang like, like, is... Like, he didn't even see him. He was <laughs> turning know. into the elbow as he fucking hit yeah. him with it, you know? As soon as he turns around to find out where fucking Rod Tang is, there's He's on the elbow ground. in his fucking yeah. face, dude. Yeah, no, he was knocked the fuck out. Yep. I was just like, and the whole yeah. crowd went Smashed fucking him, crazy. Dude. Smashed him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was so killer. Yeah, it was fucking... That was awesome. Um, what a great event. And and, <laughs> and props to Rod Tang. <laughs> I know we should just end it right there. Yeah. We really should. And props to Rod Tang. I actually thought, they keep trying to set up that super leg fight, which I'd really love to see. Mm-hmm. I know they've fought before. Um, but he wouldn't, he called out Haggerty. He went and called out Jonathan Haggerty. I know, but, which was, I didn't suspect, I didn't expect it. But then at the same time, um, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, it's a fresher matchup. I mean, Haggerty, we talked about him, you yeah. know, in one of the last one events. I mean, he looks mm-hmm. really good, too. And and I think that that's the type of challenge that Rotang wants to take on. I agree. You know? I agree. Um, yeah. So the main event, obviously, <laughs> um, didn't live up to the hype. Um, no. But after watching it or while we were watching it, it dawned on me like how common this this happens in combat sports how common when you get two fights a lot of times even after one fight where um the uh you know where the two opponents go back and forth i mean th- think about like the um thompson woodley yeah. one remember yeah. yep. the first one they're both knocking each other out so then by the time we got to the second one it was like you know the fucking draw like who's gonna fucking exactly. draw for and they exactly. just kept it you know and it was a lot more strategic totally different fight um you know, thinking about the Orlovsky Sylvia matchups, exactly. how the first Great. two were uh, fucking yep. crazy. That's you know exactly what I'm saying? How that went. And then the third one was like this boring Nothing ass fucking, fucking dance. You're like, what are we doing? Yeah. And and that was what this was. Both of these guys had so much respect um, for each other and for each other's abilities and, and and skills that they kept the fight only where they wanted it. So it was a lot of like positioning. It was a lot of like distance management and measuring through five rounds there was some offensive back and forth but still nothing like you had seen before nothing like you had seen out of either of these guys in you know a long time Mm -hmm. but that's what it was they both knew that there was a lot on the line neither guy wanted to you know um commit in order to make that happen in order to you know uh, get that offense going they have to put themselves in a position where they could be um in trouble and neither of them really wanted to do that so then we ended up with the fight that we got yeah yeah, you know, pretty anticlimactic. Would have been really upset if that was the fight I had been there to see. 
Um, but thank goodness it wasn't, and thank goodness everybody else on the card fucking showed up and showed out. Dude. Exactly, exactly. I mean, even yeah, even with that fight being the way it was, uh, still an amazing event. And uh, we're really not done talking about. It. We'll talk about it more later. But uh, as far as the fights, that was uh, that was that. So yeah, one fight night ten. Can't wait for the next one. All right, let's move on to. We had to get back Saturday so we could watch UFC <laughs> <Yeah>. 288. <clears throat> that was a, yeah, we were fucking hauling ass trying to make sure we could catch UFC 288, which ended up being a pretty decent card. Yeah, it was. It was pretty decent. Um, let's uh, let's start at the top. Okay. Okay. Uh, Aljamain, Aljo retaining uh, the title against Henry Cejudo. Mm-hmm. Really close fight. Really, really close. Um, when I watched it the first time, I had given... Uh, Aljo rounds one and four, and I had given Henry two, three, and five. Um, I know that yours were different. Um, and then I went back and rewatched it. Um, those two rounds, the three and the four round. Mm-hmm. Um, because those were, I, I remember that the fourth round wasn't as close, but the third round was like very, fucking was very close. Very close. When, and and I really thought it came down to like you know, subjective reasoning. Like, do you think that Henry had a little bit more power? Or do you think that Aljo, but then, the, exactly. but then, but then when I went back and rewatched it, I realized that like, no, like, um, not only did Aljo have the, uh, um, volume, mm-hmm. but he did land as many, you know, heavier shots that Henry did. And so, yeah, I mean, on review, I, I would have given, uh, Aljo the third round, but, um, even though, I think the judges got it right. Even though the scorecards were fucked up, like somebody had given Aljo round five. I really don't know how you could have fucking oh, given I him know. round five. But at the same time, we, it was the right decision. Like Aljo, he he won um, and, and um, decisively, you know, as much as it could be for, right, for that right. type of matchup. Mm-hmm. But realistically, um, you got to give fucking props to Henry for Absolutely. being out that long, being Absolutely. that far away from the game, for the game to evolve at, at that level and face somebody like Aljo. Um yeah, so it was, I mean, and I know that that wasn't the um, outcome that Henry wanted, but still, man, it's like, you're fucking right there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I know afterwards he was, like, thinking about retirement and whatever else, but it's like, I mean, you're not putting yourself in a position where, you know, you're getting finished, like, you know, right off the bat yeah. or, or even got finished at all. I mean, it was it was fucking close. It was a good fight. So Yeah, it, it was, It and it's, yeah, and it's, it's tough when you have to score close fights like that because... Because the fighters make it difficult. They both have their moments. So, you, yeah, you're right. It's subjective. You're trying to pick which moments matter more. And and that's it's super difficult to do. Um, I got to give props to both of them. Aljamain kind of gets not enough credit for being the champ at that division. It's a tough division. Even though he keeps proving it. Like, he Even keeps, though he keeps proving he it. He keeps, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? He keeps showing, like, I'm champion. And we're like, yeah, you're the champion. And then we get to the challenge and we're like, yeah, let's see if you really can hold the belt. <laughs> and he does it again. And, and we're does. like, okay, you're the champion. And he, and he, and he does. And, and props to Cejudo, like, just like you said, for yeah. being out that long, fighting um, basically up a weight class, fighting a guy that you're giving up a lot of height and reach on and and fighting that well. Yeah. You know, there, he had a lot of great moments in that fight. Yeah. Um, then we get to below Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. Um, I w- wasn't the barn burner that a lot of people were suspecting. Right. Um, and <clears throat> I, I personally thought that Gilbert, um, I was expecting more of an output um, from the stand-up of yep. Burns, mm-hmm. from what we had seen recently, I thought that he was gonna, you know, catch him with some power shots. Um, I realized though that during the fight, Burns looked compromised. 
It seemed like yeah. as we as we were going through the fight, second, third round, um, that he, you know, and then the fourth and fifth, that he looked compromised. He looked like he wasn't throwing his right. It looked like he wasn't even able to really like block a lot of the shots, getting his getting you know his his guard up, um, and Muhammad just like fucking you know put the put the grinder to him just grinded him down and um you know got the decision i i you know that's how i scored i scored it for Bilal, so i thought yeah i thought he got it with the yeah so with the product that we end up getting that's that's the correct decision that's that's who you score score it for but i i still feel like it's more of an indictment on Bilal muhammad because he was literally fighting a one-handed fighter the entirety of that fight right and and you know, Gilbert Burns got a good takedown on Bilal in the first round, and that's what separated his left shoulder. And 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 it's bad. Like I've seen the medical reports since then, really? and he's suspended indefinitely until, um, it, until it either needs surgery or he can get. Oh shit! I yeah. don't know anything so, about that. So it's bad. Yeah. So he was a one-handed fighter, and he still managed to land a lot of really, really hard shots yeah. on, on Bilal. Yeah. Um, so mad props to Gilbert Burns. Oh, it yeah, sucks that he's out of immediate title contention. But again, this, for me, this is an indictment on Bilal Muhammad, and this is why you're sitting on your long fighting win streak without getting your title shot is because when you're given an opportunity like that, fighting a one-handed fighter, y- you need to make something happen. Like yeah. You need to be a little bit more than just getting the decision. Like, yeah, okay, I've done just enough. Like, just enough is only going to get you so fucking far, man. So so you make a good point. Um, I didn't think about that. You did make a good point. But also, let's be honest. Like, this is Gilbert fucking Burns, okay? True. This is a guy that even when he loses, he doesn't fucking lose. True. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He lost the decision to Hamzat. Fucking, I mean, that was as close as you could get it. He yep. lost this fight. You know, still stock doesn't go down. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and let's be honest. Who even when Hamza fought Gilbert, he didn't he didn't uh, do it as well that Bilal did. You know what I'm saying? Not that not that the fight was more exciting. It wasn't. But at the end of the fight, Bilal looked like he didn't take nearly as much damage and looked like he got off a lot more than Burns. Like you said, the shoulders separating a major part of that in the beginning of the fight. But at the same time, I don't know, man. Like. I don't know. I I think especially after watching that, seeing what Bilal was able to do with Burns, I mean, by hook or by crook, that dude is fucking <laughs> coming to the surge of the top, and he's gonna be the fucking champion. He's gonna be the champion. That's wow, how I see okay. it. Okay, so you see him beating Leon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, no, I don't. I know. <laughs> no, Leon's gonna have both of his arms, <laughs> and he's gonna be able to kick. No, I no, I don't see. It. And and. Leon's takedown defense and clinch work has improved so much having to fight Kamaru Usman the way he did. No, Bilal's not going to have the kind of success. And he's not the kind of guy that can pour it on when he needs to pour it on. That's my knock on Bilal. Like, like when you have that opportunities, you have to be able to pour it on. And you're not going to do that. And it's going to allow anything you do to Leon get swept away because Leon's going to be more active. And he's going to be out pointing you. And, and we know Leon can finish. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and and I mean, a lot of it is going to come down to the fight of, of the night, like how how it all plays out, you know. Um, because you're right, because you can make a lot of good points for Leon. You can make a lot of points that you know 
Bilal, um, the strength that he has and his grappling. You're right. Kamaro, he did work a lot. Leon did on the on this grappling to face Kamaro. But to be fair, Kamaro really didn't try to utilize a lot of his grappling until the second fight. And then yeah. when he did, all he did was he went to the grappling. He would just try to set up takedown after takedown after takedown instead of masking it, instead of bringing it all in together, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, he yeah. was he was a lot more just trying to, you know, keeping the game stay away from getting the ko you know work his work his game plan out um so yeah we got two fighters with a lot of momentum i really hope all things considered that that's the fight they end up making it looks like it leon's talking about he doesn't want to fight again until abu dhabi right be perfect right you get the muslim guy to come in there you know uh represent you know palestine and stuff go out go in there and um have a really good show makes a lot of sense the only way um you know, anything's going to be fucked up is if somehow Colby interjects himself and gets in there. But I mean, from what I've heard, it's looking like Colby may fight Hamzat and that would be a fucking fight. I want to, that's see. the fight that needs to happen. I know. Like, yeah, exactly. Like that's exactly what needs to go down. Yeah. Cause both of those guys, both of those guys need to fight each other to like get there to like prove it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They both need to be active. Yeah. If they want to be ranked in the division. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, and they both will offer each other, you know, um, what the other's lacking. In Hamzat's case, you have, you know, a guy that has fought, um, but hasn't fought in a while. And the only, like, you know, real credible opponent that he's fought is Gilbert Burns. And mm-hmm. that was a really close fight. Yeah. So it's like, you want a title shot, you need to face somebody that's at the top. I mean, nobody's sitting around at the top longer than Colby Covington. You beat that yep. guy, okay, you're legitimate. Colby needs a fight like Hamzat because Hamzat is going to, you know, offer stand-up and grappling that's going to be really, you know, matching or hard for Colby. So we're really going to get to see a, a, the best version of Colby that we're going to get to. And if he can get through Hamzat and make it look good, it's like give him another fucking title Absolutely, shot. absolutely, so. absolutely. Completely agree. Um, the only thing I see standing in the way of that fight is Hamzat's ability to make 170. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I can. mean, when you're right, you're right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm but at the same sure. time, but at the same time, I mean, if he doesn't make 170 again, I would say that the UFC wouldn't let him make 170 again, but the UFC is going to fucking do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. yeah, we'll just have maybe he won't make 170 and he'll still get a title shot. You know, maybe oh he won't God. make 170 at the title and he'll still get the fucking title. Oh I mean, my God, I, yeah. I don't know, dude. Anymore <laughs> with the fucking charade show. I don't know. I know. So. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Jessica Andrade versus uh, Jan. Yeah, this was probably one of the most impressive performances on the card. Because um, Andrade is no slouch. Yeah. She's a great wrestler. She's big for that division. She's a heavy heavy hitter. And Jan put her down in the Jan first Jan round. Man. Yeah, she, yeah she, she did. Um, I really... I said it before, and you know just as well as I know, Andrade is one of those fighters that's like, let's see... Who shows up, True. you know, and True. fucking she looked like she was just coming straight forward. And every time she would come straight forward and try to throw combinations just to like, um, you know, unravel them out. Jan would cut the corner, get in front of her and fucking land. Yep. And she just kept cutting the corner and fucking stopping her and kept fucking sticking yep. the hard jab in her face. The the, the uh, right cross coming down the pipe. I mean, kept it going. And that's what finished her. That's what took her yeah. out. You know, it's just like you can't keep running into a fucking punch with all your full force. 
No, it, before you get knocked out. It reminded me of uh, Stipe versus um, Fabricio Verdum, one hundred percent fight where yeah. you know your opponent is he's coming at you, he's swinging wild, he's being aggressive, and you take those two slide yep. steps back and cut that and instead corner. of that third Boom. one, you plant your feet and you put it right in their face. Yeah, and their momentum just crushes like their own momentum just gets crushed by your fist. Exactly. Like, and yeah, no, it, it put her down. It did, and it so did. look forward to. Um, Yon versus Wiley, right? That should be next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. which is which would be um, fucking, I mean, monumental, like historic. Yeah. Two Japanese fighters fighting, or no, two Chinese, Chinese yep. my bad. Two Chinese fighters mm-hmm. fighting for a UFC title, mm-hmm. and they're both women. Yep. Who would have thought that that no. we would have seen? Do you know what I'm saying? No, not me. I mean, not I would. Me. I didn't think so either. But yeah. then when she beat Andrade, and it's like she's at the top. It's like. I want to see that way lead. Me too. You know, I want to see the the heavy-handed wrestler mm. fight the fucking phenomenal striker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like that's what I want I know, to see. I know. And it's not only is it hard to imagine previously seeing this fight, but it's also you wouldn't have thought how how stoked you'd be to see that uh, fight. I know. You know. I know. Realistically, because I know. That's the fight we want to see at that in that weight class right now. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So let's move on. Um, what do you think of the Evalev Lopez fight? Um, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a trap fight for Evloev, right? Yeah. Because it's a guy on short notice. It's a guy that's um, probably shouldn't be in there fighting you as far as rankings are concerned. And um, yeah, you got the win, but guess who looked better in that fight? Fucking Lopez, fucking dude. Diego Lopez. Oh did. my god! Like, like this dude just came in. You, I know, dude. came in from nowhere. Doesn't have the greatest record, but this dude. All of his wins are fucking stoppages. So yep. this dude is fucking throwing leather. Yeah. Yeah, and he put it on him, and he hurt. Like, as far as who came close to finishing the fight, it was definitely Lopez. And not just with the strikes, but he was close to a couple submissions as well. Yeah. No, like, you're right. No, you're right. So, I mean, yeah, props to Evloya for not getting finished. But <laughs> I feel like that's the best thing I can say about your performance in that fight. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's so cool about it is, like, this guy wasn't in the UFC was a champion in another promotion, took this fight last minute, comes yep. in there, loses a decision, but, like, his stock goes way up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'd be really interested to see uh, how he looks next. Um. Then we get to the debacle of the Cron <laughs> Gracie-Charles Jordan fight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with Cron, man? So... For those of y'all that didn't watch the fight, Cron uh, didn't throw one punch for the entire uh, three rounds. Right. Um... Afterward, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it, okay? Kron's been out a long time, okay? Leading up to the fight, uh, every interview that I saw with Kron, he looked like he was somewhat out of touch. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like, I don't mean like, you know, crazy. I mean like he was stressed out and it looked like worried about so many other things right. than this fight, right? you know? And he was talking about all these other things that he had to, you know, that he was focusing on that meant a lot to him then getting back to fighting, you know, yep. and, and evolving his style. So then when, you know, the fight happened, it was like, what the hell is this? Um, he, he's come out since and uh, made a statement and said that, like, he had a lot of pressure coming back into this fight. Mm-hmm. He th- felt like he had to show and, um, you know, show and support for the BJJ community. That was why he was fighting that way. He was trying to just use his BJJ to win this fight and show mm-hmm. that that could be done. He was like, obviously, that wasn't the way that I wanted the fight to happen, and it wasn't you know the outcome that I wanted. I'll be going back to my old fighting style in the next fight. So we'll see. 
<clears throat> and that's probably the only thing he could have said that would make me understand that performance, honestly. Right. Because that actually makes sense. Yeah. Like, in, 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 and it wouldn't have made sense for anybody else, but being a Gracie, that makes sense, man. Yeah. Like, like can you imagine coming from a family like that, such as a story tradition, and not just BJJ, but MMA? And, and, and not just a Gracie, but your dad is yeah. fucking, yep. you know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, like, the fucking top Gracie, you yep. know what I'm saying? I mean, yep. it's just like... Yeah, and then on top of it, you start winning in these regional promotions and everybody is fucking hyped on you. Yeah. Like, it's just all of that gets put on you. And then, you know, you've got your own life, you've got your own family, you've got everything that's happening with the fucking world and trying to manage mm -hmm. all that. And so I was really interested to see, because I didn't know if fucking... I thought, like, one of two things were going to happen. Either we were going to get, you know... Uh, Gracie being, you know, totally out of his element and overwhelmed, or we were going to get, like, he was going to go in there and kill that dude. Like, I literally <laughs> right, thought we right. were going to see the first death in the UFC because the dude just seemed, like, very, like, deranged and was, like, fighting a lot of battles in his own mind, even yeah. coming into it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but I, 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 I'll be interested to see what happens with Kron moving forward. And, um, yeah. Well, so I, I like that mindset, and I, you know... <clears throat> Not that he's listening to this podcast, but not that like, he's not. But like, but but you can still represent BJJ, but a little bit. You have to have a little bit of wrestling and a little bit of striking. Not so much that you end the fight that way, but enough to get the fight to where you want it to be. Like you still have to a little bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, look at look at uh fucking Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal submission. Um, expert. For a long time, was that way with fight fighters that were able to stop or halt the. Um, I got some dudes working on your fence yeah, down there. Yeah, so. down there. Yeah, I thought that somebody was coming up here. Oh. Um, but um, yeah. Um, you know. Um, fuck, I don't remember what the fuck I was saying. God damn it. Um, Oliveira. Oliver, so you know, was able to uh, transition those BJJ skills because they were they were lacking. It was getting to a point where he was getting knocked out. He was taking a lot of punishment, and then he worked on that. Went to shoe box, got yep. you know his stand up game really intact. Then comes back, then fights guys, fucking drops them, wobbles them, and then jumps exactly. on him with the fucking submission exactly. and, and finishes them. You yep. know, um, and so not that he has to follow Charles Oliveira. I'm just giving an example of how. And it's the same thing with wrestling, right? If you go in there as a wrestler and you're just trying to shoot takedowns and try to grapple and shoot takedowns, all you're going to end up doing is either causing a stalemate or you're, you know, having your opponent um, deflect all mm -hmm. your aggression. The way to work it is to mask it, to to you know throw punches, get them thinking about the punch, get them you know moving the head so they can't really tell when you're going to be darting in for your range. I mean, that's what it's about: mixing it up so that it's hard for the opponent to try to figure out. Yes, this is what they're going to do. Exactly. They're going for wrestling. Yes, they're going to try to go for their jujitsu. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. when you screwed around on your butt the entire time on the octagon. It's not hard to defend that. It's not hard no. to, you know, to to get the decision and look like the other fighter trying to get the the win, you know? Yep. So, yeah. Um is what it is. Uh speaking of it is what it is. <laughs> fuck. Fucking we get to the Dober Frivola fight. Yeah. <clears throat> I had high hopes for Dober. Me too. I, I was betting on him big time. I really thought um he was going to knock Matt Frivola out, but nope. Nope. Frivola I mean, yeah. he caught him. You yeah, know? no, he did. He he caught him. He, and he caught him a few times. Like, and I know that that's kind of Dober's thing. Like, he doesn't mind. Like, if you hit him a couple times, but but he wasn't landing any of his shots significantly, and no. he just kept coming in there and 
you know, Frivola was up against the cage, but Frivola knew when and where to throw, and he did, and he and he put him out. Yeah. Um, to be fair, though, um, kind of a little bit of a hurry job, I think, as far as the, the stoppage. I'd agree with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He still had his arms up. He was still, you know, trying to defend himself intelligently um, from that position. Um, I wasn't mad at the stop, but at the same time, I was like, come on, guy. Like, this fucking, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is fucking Dover. Like, he can fucking, you know, go out on a shield. Yeah. Um, so, it is what it is. I'm not taking anything away from Frivola. Frivola, Frivola looked really, really good. Um, hats off to him. I'm just saying, let's just call a spade a spade, you know? Yep. Yep. Agreed. Um, and Jack Wu. Yes. Submitted Devin Clark. He I mean, continues his not, rise. Yeah, I know. I, not uh, what I thought. I didn't think we would see the submission. Not that he doesn't have a submission game. I just know that his stand-up, both of these guys really yeah. are more stand-up fighters. So I was expecting to see fireworks between Me these too. two. Me too. And, um, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, really, really slick submission there for uh, Kennedy. So. Yep. Yeah, good job. Um, and I said he continues his ascension up the ranks. You know, good for him. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chaos Williams picking up a win um, against Ronaldo Benduea. Not uh, the most it- entertaining fight, let's uh, say. Yeah, and it, and it was a split decision. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's an interesting score. It's actually, there was a 30-27 and then two 29-28. So. Did you have it the other way or what? No, I, I, I honestly didn't. I didn't even try to score that fight. There just wasn't enough. Either way. Yeah, yeah. Go, going on. Yeah. You know, it's. I feel like, you know. Whoever wins, we lose. I know, no, no, that's true. Um, Marina Rodriguez losing to uh, Verna Jandiroba. Yeah, uh, Verna Jandiroba looked really good in yeah. the fight. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, she was really active. Yep. Um, really high fight IQ. Um, I know she's kind of been uh, um, up and down recently, but uh, Marina's a legit win. Yeah. So it is. It is. Um, we'll see where she goes from there. Exactly. Um. Any anything else on that card, huh? Uh, I mean, Parker Porter got a TKO over Braxton Smith. Yeah, I think he's. Couple. I think he's been released. Really? Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not <laughs> sure what they have against Parker Porter, but they don't like him. So okay. Even, so he, uh, even off of a win, he's he got cut from the UFC. Okay. Yeah. Well, seems to be the there way UFC is doing business yep, anymore. That's how it goes. All right. Uh, moving on. Bellator two ninety six. Uh, this was in Paris, main event, Musasi versus Edwards. Mm-hmm. Not Leon. His Not brother. Leon, his brother Fabian. Fabian. At middleweight. At middleweight. Um, yeah. Um, you know, good performance by Edwards. Um, fucking Musasi's getting long in the tooth, man. Yeah. That's really all I can say. Yeah. Uh, Musasi, a couple years ago, wouldn't have had, you know near as much trouble and probably would have finished this dude. I'm going to be honest with you. So, I agree. So, yeah, it just, I don't know. He's yeah. just he's just getting slower and, you know, what the, you know, being able to, his setups and get his striking off, not at the ability he used to be able to. I'm not saying he's out to pasture. I'm just saying that watching that fight, it let me know, like, yeah, like it's, you know, Mazzotti's been in there a long time. 60 fights. 60 MMA fights. That doesn't yeah. count the kickboxing or boxing yeah. or the other stuff that he did. Yeah. 60 MMA fights. He's like 37, 38. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the dude fought in fucking Dream. Yeah. I don't know if he fought in Pride, but 
Yeah, he fought in Dream. Might have been a little too late for Pride, but yeah. did Dream. Yep. Yeah, I mean, from the Glory. beginning. Yeah, Glory. Exactly, yep. yeah. Um, UFC, Stin UFC, yep. you know. Uh, and Bellator, um, Champion. A couple of those different promotions. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know. If... The thing is, is like, I don't, I don't know personally, but I don't think he needs to continue to fight if he chooses to. That's his decision to. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It seems like he's got to find his niche. You know, I don't know if BKFC is his thing. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. But there's got to, you know what I'm saying? There's got to be something where these fighters can go to, and you know what I'm saying? Still be right. combative. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Maybe the PFL. Maybe get in there and try to mix it up and win a million dollars and see how that works out. I, w- I don't know if I would favor him, I'll be honest with you. But at the same time... I mean, I, yeah, that, that PFL middleweight, that might be a, that might not be a bad idea because, you know, it's already started, so you could wait till next year's season. Yeah. So you could take some time off. You could get some training in. You could go throughout the season. I don't think PFL's middleweight division is terribly terribly stacked, so you'd stand a good chance of... Making it there, yeah. Actually, that could be that could be a good move. Could be, yep. Um, and a lot better um, of potential than what Bellator can offer him. I'm just being honest with you. Bell, he's in a he's pigeonholed himself in Bellator where they don't have a lot of guys at the top. He's one of their guys that has name value at the top. But if you can't beat, you know, the up and coming uh, Fabian Edwards, what can you really do besides take some losses and try to give some rubs? You know, right. So yeah. Yeah. Not, and not the way I'd want to see him go out. Exactly. Um, then we had, uh, what was it, uh, semifinals, I believe, of the, um, t- 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 was it welterweight? Of, it, lightweight. No, lightweight tournament. Lightweight yeah. tournament. Yeah. And uh, Brett Pr- Primus getting the decision. What yeah. I mean, he deserved to get the decision. I agree. Um, you know, uh, um, good, good for him. I know he's a former champ at that weight class in Bellator. Um, so it's, I mean, you, you always want to see the former champs move forward in the tournaments, right? Yes. Like maybe they don't yeah. take the whole thing, but you just don't want to see them in, out in the first round. No, you know I mean? no. And you want to see them like in the finals. And if they lose, then that's like the biggest, you know, push for the new exactly. guy. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah. Um, him and so the other guy, Tibalt Goatee, um, but he got a, he got a knockout. That's true. So good on him for getting the knockout. Um, Douglas Lima won his fight at, at middleweight. Yep. Um, by decision. I know. I mean, it might be one of the only winnable fights at Bellator middleweight for Musasi. So maybe they do. I know they fought, but yeah, maybe you do that again. I don't know. I know. I know. Douglas Lima also looking a little long in the tooth, Agreed. which is, yeah, which is, man, which is really sad because Musasi, the thing about it, the difference between Musasi and Lima's career is that like they both had a lot of talent, but I feel like we really got to see Musasi's extent of that, mm-hmm. all the different fights that he had and the different promotions and stuff. I really think we have a good feeling of how good Musasi was. Whereas Lima, it seems like he never really got that, you know? It seems like he was like, like you know, the underground or whatever, not the uncrowned champ for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then he was, and then he became the champion and he had a very short, like, highlight reel, you know, career up there with the belt and then lost it. And it's just like, I don't know. That dude was a fucking phenom yeah. for years. Yeah. That dude was like the fucking dark horse in that division of the whole world. Like mm-hmm. that dude could fight anybody in the whole world and fucking, you know, uh, win the fight. So it, mm-hmm. it's just like, it, it kind of sucks. I'll be honest with you. I was really hoping to see him get a victory here, you know, start to this guy or fucking at least put him away and um, move forward. 
he got a decision, so you know, I guess that's good. But yeah, I just put that out. There. Uh, yeah, I mean, and a win's a win, but I, I agree with you. Like, um, that's uh, what could have been yeah. that for his career. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not bad card. Anything else you want to talk about? No. Okay. Um, then we had UFC Fight Night ABC four fucking Fight Night two twenty fucking something I don't know yeah, I don't know who how the, the fuck, fuck knows yeah dude. who knows how these things are going anymore <laughs> it was uh, Rosenstruck versus Almeida um, you know um, we we both thought Almeida was gonna win he was the fucking strong favorite to win let's be honest uh, he, Rosenstruck he, had the power to maybe get a, the punch off and and yeah. cause some damage um, didn't happen so. yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was such a huge favorite that I I ended up putting ten bucks on Rosenstrike just because it was like minus, it was like plus six hundred for yeah. him to win. I was like, man, I I can't pass up those odds. But Almeida showed you exactly why he was such a heavy favorite, yep, yep. and uh, you know choked him out in the in the first round. And it's so funny to see somebody with legit grappling skills come up at heavyweight because nobody up there has it. Yep. I mean, well, not nobody, not nobody, but I mean, so few, I know. so few have know. legit, legit grappling skills at heavyweight and Almeida versus Jones. I know. I, I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a couple, um, up at the top that deserve to be up at the top, but that, that would be, that would be a really interesting matchup. You know, we'll see how long Jones hangs around at heavyweight. But yeah. Yeah. It won't be very long. Uh, I don't think so either, but no, but that dude has a very bright future. I'm telling you to be, to go in there and, uh, put away Jarzinho like that to just totally control him, take the fight from the very beginning, have it exactly where you want it, you know, finish him in the first round. I mean, just, that, I yeah, know just seeing so dominating along with the Jones gone fight in this one, just seeing how clueless these heavyweights are on the ground. I know. I know. So hilarious. But, but okay. You're right. It is. But at the same time, it, it shouldn't be right. No, it because, shouldn't be because no. for the longest time, literally everybody that got too old could just retire, go up to heavyweight and have fucking barn burner firefights. Yeah. Just like punt who, both guys get in there and punch each other and see who gets knocked out first. Yeah. That's what the heavyweight division was for a long time. And it's entertaining. But all, all of our fucking, I mean, you know, Roy Nelson, fucking uh, even Miocic when he won the belt, yep. fucking all these guys. They was all the same thing. Yep. It's who can get the punch off on the other guy and knock him out. That's mm -hmm. what the thing was. Yep. And now we're seeing this evolution where we're seeing... Um, you know, the the grappling uh, high level coming into it and evolving. The uh, 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 M um, MMA uh, intellect, or what's it called? Um, the Fight IQ? Fight IQ. Yeah. That's, yeah, Fight IQ uh, coming into it. Like, you're seeing the heavyweight division being forced to evolve now. Now those guys that were like that, you can't survive anymore. I actually you know? like MMA intellect better. Let's start using that. <laughs> I actually like that a lot better. Um, yeah, no, it, and... You know, shame on all of these heavyweights for being up up there and fighting so long and not doing anything about it, not thinking that eventually it wasn't going to come back and bite you. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. But at the same time, like th that was what we wanted. We wanted to see two big guys get in there. And the thing was, the thing that sucked about it is that if neither of the guy got the guy out in the first round or, or oh, halfway man. through the second, then we had another <laughs> round and a half of these guys laying on each other. They would just like, shit. you know, yeah, true that head. They would lean on each other with the head and just breathe on each other for the rest <laughs> yeah, of the fight because they're both done. They're yeah, both at it, you know. That's true. So now, now this ground game is going to come in it's going to force it to evolve and if those guys can't then they'll just get swallowed up but i mean that's that's the transition right and then you got to compensate for that and then that evolves and yeah. so it's just it's fucking time that's all i'm saying is it's fucking time yeah agreed um speaking of time it was time for johnny walker 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Shout really, out to my boy Johnny Walker yeah, for yeah. putting it on Anthony Smith. Looked um, really good. I'll be honest with you. I, I I know fucking he didn't get the win. I know that Anthony Smith. Um, I don't know. I heard an interview at a post fight with Dana White, and he was like condemning in so many words Johnny Walker for not, you know, for you know causing Smith to you know uh, hurt him in the first round, really debilitate him, and not try to finish him. But at the same time. Dude, look at Walker's career. He's, yeah. he's been that guy that will constantly go for that finish, and sometimes it works. Sometimes yeah. he knocks those dudes out yep. of the fair. But if it doesn't, he gets fucking knocked out and yeah. ends up on the thing. Yeah. So now the dude has learned how to measure it, how to keep it. And he's, I mean, he's he's evolving. He's getting better as a fighter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His his great, his skill game and being able to match that, that's what you need to be able to stay in those longer fights to be able to get up to that top division to fight for the belt you need to be able to exactly. fight like that as well as be able to get those wins it, yeah. so yeah I, I was i was impressed to see it i thought it was really good i i didn't think i knew that he had been working with those guys over in ireland um i forget what the john kavanaugh and those guys sgb or whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly i know he'd been working on them for a, a while and i knew that that was kind of what they wanted to get and i was like fucking don't do that you're gonna get johnny away from what made him good which right. was fucking going out there and fucking starching fools you know but now I'm starting to see like, okay, this this Johnny Walker could take out the former Johnny Walker. You know what I'm saying? Figure yeah. out how to fucking right. keep that fucking MMA intellect and fucking and win. So Well, so even even his last fight against Paul Craig, where Paul Craig caught his leg and was holding onto it and he knocked him out from that position, he still possesses that explosiveness. hundred percent. So you're not ever gonna train that out of him. Yeah. But he does need to have the ability to fight these types of fights at the top. Right. Like, you have to. And he acknowledged that, and, and he, it's exactly what he, what he got. And, um, and, yeah, I feel like he outclassed Anthony Smith basically everywhere in that fight. Um, he was better in the stand-up. He landed, you know, better leg kicks, body kicks, the teep, you know, the punches. The clinch work. I mean, everything. Exactly. Yeah. Aside from a couple of good overhand rights, Anthony Smith really had nothing in that had fight. Had nothing, yeah. yeah. Um. And I mean, where, where do you see, cause this is what I've been thinking about ever since that fight was where, what do you think is next for Anthony Smith? I mean, he's got a job in the booth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if that helps or hinders his, his fighting career. Um, but if, if you're not beating the Johnny Walkers of the division, you probably should be hanging out in, in the booth a little bit more. Right. And, and, and of course this is from the, the armchair MMA coach, right? Like, what the fuck do I know? But it's hard to see somebody put themselves through some ass whoopings like that if if you're not going to hang around and make a make a move at the top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been watching Anthony Smith fight for fucking over a decade. Right. I mean, seriously, I remember that dude was fucking fighting in promotions. He was on that MMA fucking video game. What was it? The same one that like Felice Herring and fucking. Do you remember that fucking game? I don't remember. It what, wasn't the UFC one. No, but it, it was wasn't. The, it was. Um, it was like it took like all those other fighters from yeah, different promotions and put them yeah. together. It wasn't MMA. It wasn't EA's MMA. That wasn't what it was either. Okay. It was. It was some other thing. But he was on that. I mean, we're going like fucking before Felice Herring was in the UFC. That dude's been fucking fighting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um. My only real criticism for Anthony Smith throughout his whole career is like, I don't know if that dude really believes in himself. Gotcha. I'm going to be 100% with yeah. you. Every time he gets up to those fights where it's going to matter or it's at the top or a main event or the title shot or any of those things, the dude freezes. 
Yeah. Like, he freezes up. He gets two in his own head about it. He starts talking about it before where he was, you know, going off. He's like, I need to beat this guy because if I don't beat this guy, what else is that saying? Blah, 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 blah. Bro, you're, you're wasting energy thinking about all these other things about it than just... What's your game plan? Executing your game plan. Where are your strengths? Where are his strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Where are his weaknesses? And and yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, and so, and, and I've been a fan of his for a long time, but I was like, I thought eventually he was going to get through that, and he didn't, and th- that's why we we'd end up seeing you know him get butchered when he fought John Jones, yep. when he fought Glover Teixeira, because yep. you get in there and you get you know in a stalled state of mind, and those dudes are just going to fucking beat the shit out of you. And, and so, and and that's that brings up a huge thing, the whole sports psychology of it, which is why you see so many of these fighters talking about themselves the way they do. Like, you know, they couldn't, they might not even be a champ. They might be 5-0 and or whatever, but they'll be like, I'm the best in the world, I'll beat everybody. Because you have to go into the yep. cage thinking that. Like, you yep. can't go into the cage against Glover to share and be like, hey, this dude might beat my ass. Like, I know. Because they'll fuck you up, you I know? know? I know. It When it comes to that kind of chance right which is what yeah. it is fighting totally being left up chance you can master all your skills and plan for the greatest game plan but depending on the night and how both people get in there and all the other factors that end up mulling it out it ends up becoming you know however it's going to end up being yeah. and it's the same thing as like gambling or anything else you have to be somewhat delusional in order to yeah. really get to those ta- exactly. higher steps. If you exactly. don't, if you always play safe, you're never going to get there. Yep. You have to be able to take those chances, and maybe it works or maybe it doesn't. Yep. But you got to commit. You got to commit. Or and if you don't, you end up, you know, getting getting wept under in the tide. Yeah. You get fucking, you know, left out. And so it's just like, yeah, that's what makes it hard for me is because I've seen this guy fight so much and and been going for him. And sometimes he looks like a fucking world beater. I mean, who uh, yeah, who did exactly. he fight? Ratchet or fucking somebody? One of those guys that was coming up. And Anthony Smith like really put it on him. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. Now he's gonna, you know, now he and can then, be. Yeah, and then it it gets time for the fight, and it's just like, dude. Fucking on autopilot out there? What the fuck? You know? Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. I no, don't know. He's, he's got the skills, but yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head every time he's in that position where that doubt creeps into his mind. Where I, I don't know if somebody's telling it to him or if he's just telling himself, like, hey, this guy could beat you. Then he goes in there and has a performance like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. He's had a long career. I'm not saying it's over for him. You know, yeah, he has, uh, you know, a good spot in the booth and him and Michael Bisbing have a good podcast and all of that. So, like, he has options outside of it, you know, and he's articulate. He's he's been in the game forever. He's fucking well respected. So he could, you know, Mm -hmm. shoot it with any of the other fighters. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he has a lot of those things going for him. So, um, yeah, whatever he ends up deciding, you know, hope the best for him. Um, Hats off to Walker. But, uh Let's talk about the up-and-coming Ian Gary. Ian Machado Gary. I uh, know. Yeah, I, I, I called this one. I mean, not that that should have been a huge surprise, because Ian's getting the huge push. He's the next big thing out of Ireland, and he's talking the talk. Um, but he's also he's also walking the walk. Man. No, like, and he, he believes in, in himself. Yeah, he, yeah that's exactly <laughs> right. I mean, and that's... And I don't... It's so funny to think about how you get there, because maybe that's just who you are, or maybe that's why you always hear them say these things out loud. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe you just have to keep saying these things out loud yeah. before, like, and, and so many times, like every time someone's talking to you, you have to say it out loud because then pretty soon it becomes like, oh, well, I, well, I am and I'm going to be. And then it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. You know? And the mind gets on track and the rest of it, you yeah. know, and that's what that's you end up bringing into manifesting that into reality, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he went in there and he dismantled D Rod, man. Dude, just fucking picked him apart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude. I was super impressed. I thought D Rod was going to give him a lot of 
different looks. I thought we were going to get to see. I thought D-Rod was going to be the best D-Rod that we had seen. I was right. really expecting to right. see a further evolve from his, from that, um, you know, his, his uh, last uh, show out. I really thought that, I don't know. And it just, and, and Ian just looked like he fucking had it all down pat, was just fucking knew exactly how to, you know, take uh, D-Rod apart and, um, and yeah, and get that finish, the exact finish that he called. I was just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could tell he's been watching tape. You could tell he, he knew daniel's tendencies um he knew where you know like like we just talked about with anthony smith like he was focused on all the right things yes he was looking at what are my strengths what are daniel's weaknesses where do i attack him how do i defend that you know his his attacks and it and it worked like clockwork you know he set up the high kick with the low kick and then he landed it and he put him away yeah yeah exactly um yeah really Really interested to see what happens moving forward with that guy. Um, I mean, now that he's in the top rankings, um, he wants to go straight up to the top. Not not automatically. He wants to fight Neil Magny, but mm-hmm. he wants to get in there. He wants to do the right fights. And it seems like he's got a good trajectory of where of how he sees himself in the sport, what he, who he wants to face, and get, you know, working on the rest of his skill game. Um, yeah, so... And if they made that fight against Il Magni, I think that would be the exact kind of fight that I would want to see him face because Neil Magni is dangerous and all the reasons that Ian Gary is not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so that's going to be the real, like, measuring to be like, all right, where are the rest of your games at when it comes to be able to handle these guys at the top? So It's, it's a good test. It's a test in all the right areas. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the stepping stone approach to get there. Uh, he said six fights. I honestly don't think it would take six fights. Um, not, yeah, not with that hype train. No, not with the hype train. And I guess it would depend on on the outcomes of those. Like, even if they're not all losses, like, they kind of have to be dominant victories. Yeah. But I still don't think it would, it would take six to get him a title shot. I'll tell you what. If, fucking, if this fucking Conor McGregor fight ends up happening and they put him anywhere close on that card to that... You know what I'm saying? And they yeah. both sell out. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. It's going to be, I mean, that's yep. fucking title shot written all over it. They'll yep. just be, that'll be all that they need to, to you oh, know, yeah. get the money that they want out of it. I mean, that's all the UFC gives a fuck about. Exactly. So, yeah, um, I, I don't think it's going to take six either. But thinking about it, though, like him being the kind of guy he is and measuring it out like that six fights, this is exactly what I'm super impressive for somebody that young in the sport and um, at that high level, just like. You don't see that a lot. Like, just Agreed. the head is just screwed on straight. Just, just, just to have it planned out yeah. like that. And I, and I'll bet, even if he would admit it, I'll bet each one of those six fights has a name next to it. I yeah. guarantee. Oh yeah. Each one of those has a name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. And and it might change depending on who wins and who loses over the next year or two. But I guarantee. He has it mapped it, out. There are names scribbled into each one of those each one of those fights. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um. Let's talk about fucking Carl's Uber, <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. I'm telling you, dude. This yeah. fucking guy. If you guys are sleeping on this fucking guy, you are not listening to our podcast. We're fucking telling you, okay? <laughs> this dude is a fucking machine out there, he's, right? He's fucking coming, dude. Um, he's he's like a light heavyweight version of Rod Tang, kind of. Not, not because he's as technically proficient as Rod Tang, but because... Things don't seem to phase him when he gets hit, and everything he throws hurts. Exactly. Bad. It could be a low leg kick. It could be a body kick. Yep. The check hook, like, when he throws, it hurts, dude. Yep, yep, exactly. I mean, just wilting his opponents yeah. underneath him, yeah. you know? Um, 
Yeah, Igor coming in for the takedown and eating the check hook right on the side of the head, and it, and it does. It, it puts you down. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, if you guys fucking don't know, I mean, this guy's gonna be. <laughs> no, he's me. already a fucking problem, but he's gonna be a major fucking problem coming up. Yep. Um, let's talk about Tim Means versus Alex Morano. Uh, pretty good fight, I thought. I thought that means yeah. I thought that means looked like he was controlling the fight up until he got submitted. Yeah, you know, until the gu- guillotine. Yeah, so. re- really entertaining fight. It's exactly the reason why we like both of these fighters yeah. is because yeah. they both these fighters give you these types of fights. Yeah, no, they show up and they show out. Yeah, and and the, and they go for it. They put themselves in harm's way. And they they throw big. They you know they eat big shots. And um, and Alex Morona had landed a couple of good right hands, but Tim Means, I did, I agree. I felt like he was picking him apart. He was controlling the distance better. The one ill-advised takedown later, and you're getting choked out. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. And and man, in the first round, Tim Means, I thought he looked so good. I thought he was like, because they were both standing up, and he was just getting the better of the stand up. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought that you know, um, his accuracy where he was placing his strikes during combinations and Alex would be trying to move his head and he'd be moving his head right into uppercuts and into mm-hmm. check hooks and I was just like god damn Dirty Bird looks good yep. and um, yeah so great fight by both those guys really yeah so entertaining yeah um, appreciate that yeah and getting into the prelims uh, <laughs> Matt Brown knocking out Cor <laughs> McGee at damn the, dude I know yeah I, I so I, I won money on this fight too because I you know I just felt that Matt Brown still got that killer in him. You yeah, know? no, that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought I thought he was going to be able to get the KO over Cormagee. Um, and but let's be honest, okay? This is what I want to see. I want to see these older fighters fight each other. That's what yeah. I want to see. Agreed. I want to see a glory day for one of these. These guys don't need to be fighting the up and comers. No. They're not threatening the fucking title. Yeah, they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like let like this kind of matchup is when I seen it on the card and we talked about it. It made me happy. And then when we get to see the fight and however it plays out. Like, that's what you want. He, he caught him. He knocked him down. He wasn't completely out. He was phased. He was laying on the ground with his hands up. Matt Brown walked away. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. it feels good all the way around is all I'm saying. And yep. so I was really happy because that's usually not the UFC's forte. Usually they're like, oh, we got an older fighter. Well, let's feed him to a fucking young guy, you yeah. know? And so, uh, and so, yeah, great matchmaking on this. Um, hats off to Matt Brown. Um, fucking nasty knockout. I know. What is it? I think it gives him like 13 UFC knockouts. Yeah, and yeah. Tied for the lead with Black Beast for most knockouts in yeah, the UFC. Yeah. Way to go, man. And that says a lot, being a welterweight, tying exactly. with the fucking heavyweight. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because the heavyweight yep. getting those knockouts is during that time when that's all the game was for heavyweights. Yep. Who's going to knock each other out? Fighting at welterweight against all those guys. I mean, you're fighting fucking wrestlers. Exactly. You're fighting fucking, you know, you're yep. fighting fucking top skilled notch opponents. So, yep. yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of other good fights on here. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I want to give a shout out to Brian Battle. With that fucking uh, KO. Uh, yeah, I know. dude. I know. I know. He, he's, uh, he's an interesting guy. He's got some power, man. That head kick knockout that he got right after he won the show. And then um, I think he dropped a decision to somebody after that because maybe he doesn't have all the technical skills he needs. But then to come right back out with Gabriel Green trying to get in his face and knocking him out in 14 seconds. I know. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I know. Uh, you got to take Brian Battle seriously. He's got power. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was also impressed with uh, Tyanira. I did not. I did not get to see the Tainara Lisboa fight. Yeah, um, against Jessica Rose Clark. Uh, you know, Jessica Rose Clark, veteran. Yeah. Um, tough, yeah. durable, not easy. Um, 
and for uh, Laboza to get the submission over her, I was like, okay, like I really like seeing this transition of this younger talent coming into the female division, this next wave of the the challengers. Um, so I'm gonna be looking forward to her. And then even in the um, uh, Cody Stammen, uh Douglas Silva, DeAndraj fight, I thought that it was a good fight, and um, I really was expecting a lot from Cody. Uh, Stamen, right, and uh, you know Douglas Silva, Diandraj, for him to, for me not to really know much about him, and for him to come in there and just, you know, outpoint Stamen and just you know keep it in, stay in his face, and um, you know, really bully him around during the fight. I really thought that, you know, I was like, wow, like this dude, this dude's real, you know, because yeah. Cody's a fucking tough dude. So, um, so yeah, so both of those stuck with me. Yeah, I'm I'm not a Cody Stamen fan, so I'm always happy to see him lose. Um and and, and you're right, like he is a good fighter, so <laughs> I don't get to see him lose often. Um but hopefully we get to see more of Douglas and hopefully he gets to continue to move up because now when you say that, it makes me think that there's something that I'm forgetting about this dude. Who is this dude? What? Why are uh, you not a fan? Is there something that happened? Because now I'm like thinking like, is this the racist dude? It's it's usually it's usually <laughs> was this the doesn't you know have anything to do with the fighting no no it, it wasn't for any it wasn't for any any racist okay. reasons um because I'll take all uh, that shit back right now <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm not you know a huge fan of his fighting style even though he is yeah. very good yeah. um he does come off as um you know kind of a prick in, in yeah. the public media but whatever but that can be edited and you know they can make you no, look however but he yeah. probably is um. But I've just always been a huge Misha Tate fan. Oh, and, okay. um, you know, I always kind of wanted her for myself. Oh, and Cody okay. Stamen got to have Misha Tate. So I'm like, yeah, I don't like you, bro. Really? I thought she was with fucking that other dude. I thought she had a kid with that fucking dude from Tough. Well, she might now, but for the longest time, it oh, was Cody was it? Stamen. Was, and... Wait a minute. I thought it was fucking Brian, whatever his name was. That fucking dude that wanted to fight Ronda Rousey. Brian who? Brian, um... What was his name? The fucking the guy that fought Aljamain Sterling. He was the fucking Caraway, Brian Caraway. Oh, do I have these two guys confused? I think so. I totally do. I think so. I am totally hating on Cody Stamen <laughs> for the wrong reasons here, man. Oh fuck! Do they even look alike? They do. They okay, do. I mean, right. they're both fucking you know the same weight division. They gotcha. look like the same type of white boy. You okay. know what I'm saying? So All they right. do. They do look All pretty right, well, similar. Forgive me for that. Okay. All right, you're no, back. You're no, back but... in my good books, Cody. <laughs> 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 this is just so funny because I was like trying to figure it out because when you said it I'm like wait a minute you know we watch so much know, fucking dude. combat sports that that's why I mean it's like the Ruin Teller brothers remember yep. where I'm like yep. I don't know who these guys are and I'm like and you're like dude are these are the brothers and I'm like wait a minute these are the brothers <laughs> holy yeah. shit so that's why I'm like wait a minute Will what do you know I don't know you know like <sighs> my yep. brain's a little uh, hazy so yep. yeah no thanks thanks for that I appreciate that okay okay Caraway. Um, Caraway, yep. yeah. That dude, a douchebag. Yeah, okay, so he actually is a douchebag. Okay. Douche okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. Sweet, we're on that, okay. Yeah, um, all right. Uh, Ryzen42 uh, um, was on uh, this last week. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, May, 6th. May 6th, yeah. Yeah, um, really good card um, all the way around. Uh, John Dodson looking good. His opponent, though, Salmato looking really good, too. I was, I mean, Dodson had power, was landing it, and Salmato was in his face the whole fight. Yeah. Um, awesome fight for those two. Um, That's what I love about those Japanese fighters, dude. They don't fucking back down. Yeah, no, they, yeah. yeah, exactly. Even when they're getting, you know, fucking hit with power, they're like, <laughs> yeah. no, fuck you, you know? Yep. Um, 
So yeah, so uh, really good card. I uh, was surprised to see uh, Juan Archuleta get the win, the decision over Inouye. Um, not that I didn't think Juan wasn't going to be able to do it. It's just like I thought that you know Juan coming from Bellator over and fa- facing Inouye in Japan. Mm-hmm. I was expecting Inouye to be the favorite. A lot of p- people in Japan, he he has a name, but I was expecting this kind of be his show out, right? Yeah. Yep. And. Uh, Archuleta looking good, um, showing that, um, you know, flying that Bellator flag in Ryzen. I love that. I love that fucking cross-promotional shit. Me too. Um, you know, also, Roberto de Souza beat Spike Carlisle, another one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bellator fighters going in there, mixing it up with uh, de Souza, who's a fucking, you know, uh, if not a former champ, I think he's a former champ, but still, fucking, that dude's a fucking uh, a killer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, pretty good. Pretty good all the way around. And even the main event, uh Paid out with a fucking KO uh, knockout with yep, the knee to the body knees, in the baby. yeah in the third round. So um, yeah, really good yep, card. Kind that's a career. Um, I got a chance to see the Yaman ham- highlights oh, okay. over uh, Kota Mura, and yeah, another sick finish. Way to go. Yeah, Yaman. Yaman. <laughs> Yaman. Yeah. Um, no, awesome, awesome card. Um, and then we also had uh, BKFC forty two. Did yep. you watch it? Um, no, no, I did not. It, it did kind of get lost in the shuffle. I agree. I did not watch it either. Um, you know, if you get a chance, watch it. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of finishes. Yeah, um, yeah you know, that's a good, yeah, good yeah. point. Tony Soto uh, beat Good John, unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. But I feel like almost every other fight on there was a TKO or a KO. Yep. So if you're looking for some highlights and you don't have a whole lot of time, just skip through some of those. Check it out. And yeah. we talked about this before um, with cards like this. BKFC does a lot of things right. So when they do things right, we tell them that, you know, that yep. they do things right. When they do things maybe not so right, we talk about <laughs> that too. And this kind of card... Um, I know, like, they have been forking out a lot of money and they got to make a revenue and all the rest of that. But right now, while you're like, get while you have this, you know, heat and fucking all this like, you know, fire that's being built up from your promotion, other people watching it. These types of cards like this, where you really don't have a lot of name value, you really don't have a lot of, um, you know, interest besides just a bare knuckle fighting card to right. get people watching it. Fucking put these on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Put right. these on free, even if it's like the week later or whatever, like just fucking put them out there so that people can start, you know, watching and becoming so that when you do have your big cards, we're not just looking for Daddy Alvarez's and the Ben Rothwell's. And the, you exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. The other thing you got to do is like you're you're going to have to put a name on there. Yeah. Put a name like introduce these other fighters in your stable by you know, and, and I know that what BKFC likes to do is like to save all their names for the pay-per-view. And that's not a horrible idea because then everyone goes and actually buys the pay-per-view because yeah. all the names are on there. But, man, if you can save one name fight yeah. and put it on the main event so that people actually tune in and it's not a pay-per-view, people can see it, putting it on YouTube would be great. But that's how you introduce – that's that's how you build names. Yeah, exactly. That That is a good point. Another one I would like to make is – Take some of these guys that, um, like some of these younger guys that come up, they get a really good finish and stuff. Profile those guys on these types of cards. Put them up there. Reshow those finishes. Get them out there. And if they can get another win off that, you can start growing your home yep, talent off exactly. of these types of cards. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it, it'll it'll pay off. So mm-hmm. um, a lot easier said than done here at the podcast booth. But, <laughs> yeah. but we, always, we always clap and give them their fucking yep. flowers when they do well. And so it's just like one of those things where it's like, man, there is so much been going on 
I don't even know how long, but definitely in these last two weeks, it's like fucking, you know, like help yourself. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, especially when you're going up against the competition that you were the past couple of weeks. Like, yeah. You got to do something to set yourself apart. Yeah. Once you put yourself into that ring with those kind, with that kind of competition, then, you know, it's just, I don't know. You got to fucking, you got to make things happen. So, Agreed. Um, yeah, everything's pretty good with the overview. Um, I mean, the Canelo Ryder, the Canelo Alvarez versus John Ryder fight. Um, Canelo uh, got a unanimous decision, fairly lopsided. Um, he won the fight. He was landing the power shots. He got the only knockdown in the fight. Nice. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for British boxers. I know that um, throughout its storied history, a lot of the great boxers came from Britain. My favorite heavyweight was still the British boxer, Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Um, great uh, boxer. But Lennox Lewis is your favorite, huh? Right. That's crazy. Yeah, and, th- and, and that's and that's saying a lot. Uh, it is saying well, a lot. Well, favorite heavyweight. We'll say heavyweight. Jesus, I know, but um, still, that's saying a lot too. That is that is saying a lot. But no, he was he yeah, he beat every man he ever faced. Yeah. Um, he fought really well. He was a huge heavyweight, yeah. and not many of those huge heavyweights fight with as much tactical precision as he did. And, yeah. and he really was. There was a lot of people that he um, beat just because he was the better boxer. Yeah. And yeah, I think about his wars with Tua, um, you know, the fucking fights he had with Rockman. Yep. yep. But when it comes to heavyweight fighting, doesn't get Baron Tyson. So fuck Lewis. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, well, he beat Tyson, too. I know he did. I know he did. <laughs> fuck Lewis. Okay. So, um, okay. Uh, no, I'm really glad you brought that up. Uh, you know, like we talked about before, but to see Canelo um, go through that fucking... The bullshit G. That, that bullshit fucking nightmare of yep. fucking boxing promotions and the mm-hmm. rest of that to be able to have his own promotion now at the, you know, um, latter part of his career and be able to hold his own cards and have other champions, other people fought on the card. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's agreed. Like, if there's anything that gives me some sort of like hope for boxing, it's that kind of stuff. It's, it's these older fighters then coming over, creating their own promotions, building the sport back up from the bottom. So, yeah, I, I really like to see that. So. Yep, I agree. All right, time for the hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. It's really hot. Yeah, huge news, big news. Um, we've been waiting for this. We've been going back and forth on France's negotiations with all the different MMA promotions, and it is official. He'll be fighting for the PFL. Yes, uh, no news bigger, and it uh, just came today. So, uh, yeah, um, really excited. Really, ex- really happy for Francis. A lot of pundits and people in the sport or that cover it or everywhere in between. Um, a lot of the narrative that was getting pushed forth was that Francis was fucking this up. He was fucking up right. all of his shit. He's burning all these bridges, mm-hmm. all these promotions and stuff for, you know, asking unrealistic um, demands to get him to fight. And here he is. He's in PFL. He's going to be getting two, at least guaranteed $2 million a fight. Yeah, so, so much goes into this because um, so many people saying, oh, he's, he's pricing himself out. He's asking for too much money. And when you start looking at the specifics of the deal that he gets with PFL, not only is he guaranteed $2 million, which isn't the, the huge purse that all these other people were saying we're he was about. asking for, yep. even the UFC, yeah. you know, but what is a nice thing that comes along with that is whoever his opponent is, 
gets is guaranteed two million. Yep. So he's sticking to his his guns about he's sticking to his platform about making the sport better for the fighters yeah. all around. Yeah, and and being you know a real like king. You know, like yeah. that's, you know, like not just taking it all for himself to make the biggest paycheck he can for just him and his family, but being like, nah, look, like I'm the best. So if I'm at the top, I should be getting paid what's, you know, considered the best. But my opponent exactly. should also be making Absolutely. that because it's a it, we're both going to give, you know, our heart and soul for this. Exactly. You know, and, and it's just like that's part of that whole thing that we talked about, you know, while being so. um you know, uh, so, um, I don't know what the word is, like, uh, I don't know what the fucking word is, um, being so, like, happy for Francis to be able to go to these other promotions, to leave the UFC at the top with the title, to go to these other promotions, to try to lever whatever leverage he has to try to make this happen and everybody being like, oh, he's asking for too much. He's asking for too much money. And now at the PFL, not only, not only that, not only, and there's probably a lot more to this deal that we don't know. This shit literally just came, came out before mm. we started doing the podcast. But um, another thing is that he's going to be like the president or overseeing um, PFL in Africa, yeah. some type of, uh, yeah. you know, subsidiary promotion that they're going to get going out there. And that's the kind of guy you want to be in charge of that. You want somebody yeah. that, like, knows the sport at the highest level, um, you know, all of that, but also is, like, out there for the interest of the, of the sport, of the other fighters, you know? Um, and so super, super happy for him. Um, yeah, and, uh, I mean... Once again, there's not every time we talk about this guy, it's like in the moves that he makes, it's like I couldn't be more, you know, like thankful, proud, yep. like all yep. those things. Because we don't, this doesn't fucking happen. Exactly. Like it, it hasn't happened before. And so and, much respect for Francis Ngannou, man. Yeah. And, and think about all the fucking, all the, um, uh, uh, MMA unions and the MMA, all these types of things that have come out where it's like, we're going to fix this. We're going to fix fighter pay. We're going to fix all this shit and nothing ever happens. And then this mm -hmm. guy's like, okay, fuck you. I'm going to take this title yeah. and I'm going to fucking shove it up your ass and I'm going to get fucking, you know, what's good for not just me, but for exactly. my, my, my that's exactly what That's exactly what happened. And it's so funny seeing all these people, like whether I'm, you know, looking at uh, blogs online, people talking shit, whether it's, you know, sports pundits, you know, behind the desk on the microphone. Even shit. MMA personalities. Exactly. MMA personalities. And of course you talk shit there cause you're not talking shit to Francis's face. Yeah. Cause yeah, <laughs> ain't nobody fucking doing that. <laughs> but, but just to hear all of these things and then to see when it finally comes out that Francis is true to his word and 100%. really has, really has an agenda here. And, and it's not, Self-serving. It's not, it's, I mean, yeah, he wants, like you said, yeah, he wants to get paid. He yeah. should be because yeah. he's the shit. But he's like, but it's not just me. It's no. all of us guys. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you yeah. know, and yeah, I'm, I'm so, I'm so fucking happy. I'm excited to see him in the PFL. I'm excited to see him fight again. And I'm happy that he's doing everything he can to make the rest of the sport better for everybody else. Exactly. And at first, you know, when we talked about it, it was looking like, um, you know, he may have was going to sign with one. Yeah. And that was phenomenal. Thinking about maybe get to see him in some Muay Thai fights. Maybe yeah. get to see him, you know, I and know. all of that starts to wash over. And as I'm telling you, I can just see, like, I, know. I can just see it, know, like, man. in front of your face, like, God damn. <laughs> but, um, but no, but seriously, um, all of that very appetizing made me really, like, interested that or hopeful that that was going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. 
But now, after it being the PFL and really starting to think about it, we talked before about where the potential of the PFL could be, right? Exactly. And getting somebody like Francis and putting him in there, not only does it help to promote, you know, the PFL towards getting them, you know, getting that promotion put up there with the rest of these guys at the top, but it gives, you know, fans, people that watch the sport, now we have a whole nother reason to watch the PFL. Yep. Not only to see Francis, which is enough in itself but to see the kind with this new deal how it affects these other fighters how it affects the promotion how it do you know what i'm saying so now we get to see this happen in the pfl we get to see one continue to grow we get to see bkfc do its thing we get to see the ufc fall under its own greed we get to see all of this happen at the same time i don't know if there's been a better time in mma history or in combat sports history that's all i'm saying no then that's that's a huge point and and the more i think about this Francis deal, the more it, it's it's so interesting to think about it uh, from certain perspectives, because imagine um, thinking about signing on the dotted line to fight Francis. Well, that's that's pretty daunting, right? You're like, fuck, I can go in there and fight this guy. But now he's, but what has he done? He's put a $2 million bounty on it. Uh, $200, $2 million in your purse. $2 million in your yeah, purse. It's guaranteed. You get it. Yeah. It's guaranteed. So think about that. You're like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, I might fight Francis, but I'll get $2 million, you know? Like, so all of a sudden, then you've got, you know, um, a little incentive to step in the ring and fight him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But to be completely honest with you, that is like just something that he did like for the sport and for those other opponents. Because in the PFL, I mean, there is nobody that's even close to shadowing the type of Agreed. like level of uh, hype and promotion and all that that you're going to yep. get to fight Francis. Yep, totally you could fight 20 other fights with all and everyone else in the PFL and it's not going to matter against that one Francis fight. Agreed. But now there's 2 million extra dollars and I mean I know. <sighs> so he'll be part of the super fights division so he's not going to be fighting in the season or the heavyweight season um, and um, he gets to have his own sponsors and so he gets to bring in his own money. So, and 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 like I said, those those more specifics of this detail come out. The more he was right and honest about everything he said he wanted from the UFC, and Dana White was full of shit when he was saying this is what he's asking for, and that's not. We know exactly what yeah. he was asking for because PFL gave it to him. Yep. And it was exactly the things he said he wanted from the UFC. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's gonna get to fight, and he and he still has free reign to fight in professional boxing. Yeah. Exactly, and it's so funny because it was like, uh, dude, like not just even like last week, it was like all these fucking know-hows coming out and being like, what Francis needs to do is Francis needs to swallow <laughs> his pride. He needs to go back to the UFC and get some fucking money. He needs to just go back to what he knows what to do and just the deal with the devil he knows. and fuck, Like that was like all you were hearing. Yep. And, uh, he, needs to, he needs to leave his management. They're totally fucking him up. Like, oh, this was all the stuff yep. here. And then yep. look what he does. Yep. He does something that nobody else has ever done. And we haven't even got to the fucking fight yet. We haven't exactly. got to see the outcome of all this shit. I mean, it's just like, man, sometimes you just want to be like, all you motherfuckers need to shut up. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and quit shilling for the fucking UFC. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the like fucking power structure. Yeah, I know. Fuck that. I know. Just so you can keep your fucking commentary job or your fucking you know, an analyst job or yeah. whatever the fuck, you know or what I'm saying? whatever fucking sponsors yeah. you got. Fuck yeah. that shit. I know, I know. Um, whores. All right. <laughs> um, so. Also in PFL news, <laughs> 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 uh, we had uh, some fighters uh, fail their UA and were kicked out of the of this season. Of this season, this um, ongoing season. Yeah, two yep. of the, there was like four or five of them. Two of the bigger name uh, uh, fighters were uh, Santos and Jocko. Uh, both former Jaco Pastorius. 
Is that who it was? I don't know. No, Christoph Jocko. Christoph Jocko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I spelled that wrong. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. No, no, you're good. Um, um, I mean, I probably spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, 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 and Santos, uh, fuck Sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, Thiago Santos. Santos. Um, So, yeah, uh, just so we're clear on which Santos it is. um, Yeah, they both failed and out of this year's season. I mean, it sucks, but, like, I hate to say it, it's part of the fucking sport, man. It is is part of the sport. It's always interesting to see, like, because you forget about it until somebody fails, right? Like, you forget that there's actual testing and steroids aren't a part of this until... Somebody gets busted for it, and they got to pay the price. And now, now they're out of the season, and you know, no more shot at that million dollars. Um, they don't get to get their name out there. Who knows how long they don't get to fight for? Um, so yeah, I know. And and I didn't get a chance to see who was taking their places. It's, but um, I mean, the show goes on. Yeah, we'll get to see how it all mm-hmm. works out. Um, they just don't get their second fight. They don't get those points. Yep. You know, there's no points. Let's talk about the point system again. No, <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. Um, Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul press conference was this last week. Um, more hype leading up to this uh, mega fight. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was a joke. What do you what do you are you getting more <laughs> excited? What what's what what do you think? Did you see the press conference? Uh, so I only got to see some some blurbs, some sound bites. I would have liked to have seen the whole thing. Um, especially when you're talking about Nate Diaz and press conferences, you need to see the whole thing because again, like they, they, t- they tend to edit these things to promote whatever narrative that they, that they want. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see this. Like, I feel like, um, Jake Paul doesn't come face to face with a lot of people like the Diaz brothers. And, and I, I feel like it's, um, I feel like it's kind of pushing certain buttons. Like he doesn't quite know, like he gets kind of a- angry about certain things, but he doesn't know quite how to react to other things. And yeah, I, I feel like it's really interesting. I'm really excited to see him get in the ring together, you yeah. know, uh, to see if, you know, if, if Jake Paul can put enough on Nate Diaz to get him out of there. Cause it takes a lot. Or if rounds four, or if rounds four, five, and six come around and Nate Diaz just starts piecing him up and knocking him out, which you know? is what I think is going to happen. I, me too. Yeah, um, yeah. Nah, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably just a sucker for the circus. Is probably what it is. <laughs> but like, whenever fucking you know it gets closer to that, and we get the bells and whistles, and they do start doing the big show shit. Like, it starts selling me. When this yeah. fight first happened, I was just like, yeah, of course I'm going to make this fight. I don't give a fuck. Whatever's going to happen. <laughs> and then as we're getting closer, I'm like, I am I am interested. I do think Diaz is going to be able to take the punishment. And that's the thing about it. Paul and all of his last fights, you know, um, going back to the second Woodley fight, he, you know, has been losing these fights. And then he gets a knockout. And except the Fury, the Fury fight where mm-hmm. he dropped him, but he didn't get the knockout and he lost the fight. Yep. So he's already, his momentum is already building up for what is the reverse of what Nate Diaz is going to bring. to Like, that's just going to play in, I feel like, to Nate Diaz's game. I completely game. agree. So, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, you see it time and time again with, from Nate Diaz where, I mean, you'll just be working him over and you can't get him out of there because he's tough as shit. And then you're just, you're finally, you're just tired of whooping his ass and yeah. he starts beating the shit out of you. Yeah. Exactly, and you're done, and he's yeah. just getting started. Yeah, exactly, it's you exactly what fucked. it looks like. He just wipes the blood off his face, and then he's like, okay, now we're fighting, and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be good. <laughs> it should um, be good. So another thing that we had on the list a little further down, but it had to do with this, was uh, the Derek from Better Media. Did you see that? I did not, no. No, you didn't? Uh-uh. So it was a complete gimmick. This young dude. 
um, trying to impress his boss, uh, who is Jake Paul, tried to call out Diaz and tell him that he ain't shit. Um, literally is what he told him. Okay. He didn't, yeah, yeah, you literally <laughs> no, didn't say I didn't. So he asked him, he asked, uh, he asked Diaz if his brother was going to be fighting on the card. And he said, because if your brother fights anything like you, then it's going to be easy and I'm going to knock him the fuck out or something like that. Like okay. literally that's okay. what he said. So he like, not only did he say that Diaz was going to get knocked out, but he said that he was going to knock out Nick Diaz. Okay. So, so, okay. So here is my thing with this whole thing. This younger generation is born into this fucking illusion of the fucking internet media and fucking being famous for famous sake and right. all the rest of this. Right. And uh, the harsh reality is going to catch up with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. and, and the dude had to fucking put on a fucking uh, a disguise of sorts and hide to try to get out of the fucking arena. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. That is 100% legitimate because this dude is a fucking like young like twig. Okay, like yeah. fucking and well, there are consequences to that. I shit, know, man. I know, and not only that, but then that's what I'm saying. Like these motherfuckers have been on the planet for like maybe two decades, right. maybe, right. and they're gonna go and be like throw shade at fucking somebody like Nick Diaz. Not not only is Nick Diaz a and Nate Diaz, but not only is Nick Diaz like a fucking legend of the sport. You don't have any fucking idea what you're saying oh, when you're fucking calling out somebody yeah. like fucking yeah. Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz can show up to fight Robbie Lawler, fat, overweight, and fucking not put on <laughs> any know. fucking, and still fucking make it a competitive yeah. fight. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that, I mean, in well, his worst version. And, and not only that, but uh, try to understand who these Diaz brothers are. They will show up at a regional show yeah. with the whole fucking posse just yeah. to roll you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't give a fuck. They don't have to wait for the UFC card. They will show up, like, if you were, they show up at your college graduation and fucking roll you. You know what I'm saying? I know. Like, I know. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I know because I know because of that's the reality of where they've come from yeah. and, and the rest of it and how, you know, they hold themselves accordingly. Yeah. So when you go and you try to make a name for yourself by being fucking stupid, I mean, literally when he said it, nobody was like, ooh, everybody was like, who the fuck is this moron? Are you, <laughs> you kidding just me? Say that? Yeah. And so now there's all these memes of this dude, oh, but that man. was more or less my thing is just like, I don't want to be the fucking dinosaur being like these fucking young kids don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. But at yeah. the same time, it's like y'all don't have even a bit of the experience or the know-how to be inserting yourselves into that kind of context without making yourself look just fucking foolish and ridiculous. Like nobody right. takes that shit seriously. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I don't know. At what point do we just start beating the fuck out of these kids? That's what I want to know. Yeah, no, and and that's it's it's a legit it's a legit concern, um, and it's so funny that this all happens in the context that it has because, well, how do you think Jake Paul got famous? I know. Do you know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. Like, and and okay, he has decided to lace up the gloves and get into the ring with some over the hill fighters. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he's made a lot of money. Yeah. You know, given that, he's made a lot of money. And his opponents have made money, too. And his opponents have made money, so I'm happy about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but you're right. Like, nobody's taking this seriously. No. Like, nobody thinks you're you're really good at what you do or that. Yeah, or you're going to end up fighting for a, a title, a legitimate yeah. title or yeah. any of that, you know? Um, no, exactly. It's, it's a fucking circus. But and, and in that whole sort of realm, I get wanting to turn up the circus, but at the same time, it's just like, 
Dude, think about it. Think about who you're fucking talking to here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You didn't do that shit when he fought fucking Woodley. Nobody fucking, you know, did that shit. And that shit would have slid a lot better fighting Askren, fighting Woodley. Agreed. Pulling that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You do that shit to a Diaz brother, and it's just like, n- now we all just want to see you get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Because not <laughs> not only is it stupid, but it's like, these are, these are fucking loved, like, fucking members of the community. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, well-respected, well-loved. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, even, I mean, yeah. I was, for the longest time, I wasn't a Nate Diaz fan. I was like, this dude's riding fucking his brother's hype. Right. He's in the UFC, so he's getting the hype that Nick should be. Right. You know what I'm saying? For the longest time. And so it's just like... But then, yeah, but then he just keeps winning and keeps putting people away and keeps showing it and then fucking takes out Connor and then fucking elevates himself to his own platform and then takes that into doing all these other, you know, and and creating this whole other character in the UFC where the UFC wants to see him lose and he's not fucking losing and you're just like, keep fucking winning, dude, you know? Exactly. So it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. No, I I completely agree, which is why I was so happy that that whole um, Kamzat Diaz fiasco went down the way it did, right? That was the best possible scenario. But yeah, I, it was it was it was I was with you on that Nate Diaz too. But I feel like it was because Nick, obviously being the older brother, peaked first. Yeah. So we were all on Nick Diaz, yep. and we're just like, well, who's this Nate kid, right? Yeah. But as soon as he came into his own, he was he was just as good, you yeah. know. And I know he never got um, a UFC title, but. You know, I mean, Nick didn't either, but he got titles in other organizations and Nate could have too. Yeah. And the thing about it is the UFC can only pawn off these fucking titles. And by that, what I mean is let people that really aren't legitimate enough to get the title shot, get it, then win the title so long before it starts tarnishing the title. Right. So you have champions, but then you're like, yeah, but what level of champion is that? Mm -hmm. You know? And so it's just like. That's why that's then helps to, you know, um, further these other fighters like this that maybe don't get the title shot or whatever because you're like, whether or not it's fight, he's fighting for a title, we know what we're going to get when we see Nate Diaz fight. We're exactly. going to get fucking stellar press conferences. We're yep. going to get fucking awesome, you know, uh, f- um, coverage uh, all the way leading up before commentary. I mean, it's just like, yeah. Um, yeah, these fucking, these young kids just need to fucking chill out a little bit. Get a little bit of know-how. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to be done with my dinosaur fucking rant, but <laughs> it's just like... Get out of the world and do some real shit. Like, you know, talk about talk about some real shit. Talk about some shit that you've actually done. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Or fucking, you know, go in there and fucking do it. Start fucking proving it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about Nate Diaz. One of his former opponents, Tony Ferguson, um, is in the headlines uh, recently. He uh, got into a at car accident, flipped his car over. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Got arrested. Um, yeah. Just, uh, just sad. Uh, I mean, this, this is a guy who has been in the news media before, yeah. and not usually not for the best reasons. Um, and you know, especially looking at his recent fighting history, you, you do, you do start to worry about, you know, we, we've seen how this plays out on a long enough timeline with some of these older fighters and you, well, you don't want to see the rest of them go that way. And we just hope that that's not where Tony Ferguson's heading. You know I mean? know Tony's had a lot of, you know, issues, battles, um, you know, personally mm-hmm. outside of the ring, um, as well as or the octagon, the cage, as well as inside. Um, and that's been part of, the whole mantra, which is Tony Ferguson, right? Yep. This fucking wild man, fucking unmethodox training, fucking never know what version, who's going to show up, how much, you know, how much of this is a gimmick, how much of this is just, you know, him being himself, mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things. Um, but still, 
Um, you know, it, it reminds me of a lot of these um, MMA fighters that, you know, end up getting in these situations, you know, with the law, getting hurting themselves, hurting others, the mm. injustice, you know, it reminds me of Mayhem, reminds me of yeah. Penn, it reminds me of all these types of guys yep. where it's just like, man, like, you really, you know, it's like whether or not the modern audience or whether or not everybody today, you know, understands the value of a Tony Ferguson, you know, people like you and I and listen to this podcast, they understand, you know, his contributions to this sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so regardless of the rest of it, it just, it it's like, and how close he was to like, you know, reaching the top. I mean, so right many fucking times. there. So I many mean, times, not even just once, but so many times. I know, all those fucking Habib fights that never happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and not to say he would beat Habib, but I'm just saying, we, I mean, he was that close. One fight from it, you exactly. know? Um, and so... And so, yeah, so it makes it hard, especially when you see these kinds of things. I feel for the dude. I'm glad nobody got injured. That's the most important thing. Nobody mm-hmm. got injured. Yep. Rest of it's cosmetic. I hope everything works out personally for him and the rest of it. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, it's like we talked about a couple weeks back with Phil Baroni and some of these other dudes. It's just like the sport is hard. It's hard on the fighters' bodies. It's hard on their mentally, on them mentally. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it, it's heavy. So it's like, you know, just, I don't know. I don't know. I just. No, and that's and that's why we preach so much about, you know, these promotions doing their part to to help the fighters, the people that build their brand. And this is why we're so excited to see Francis doing what he's doing. Yeah. Because that's the yeah. that's literally the only earnest first step that we've seen. Yeah. And why we want to see direction. fucking Derek from Better Media get his face fucking punched in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, seriously, it all yeah. goes back into the same thing. And yep. so. Yeah, sad to hear it. Glad nobody's injured, and hopefully this is the last time we ever have to talk about, you know, this type of thing with, with yep, Tony so. Ferguson, yep. you know? Um, we talked about Tyson earlier, the fucking man, and uh, he has uh, some training footage that he's leaked training in 2023. How does it look? Looks good. Yeah? I mean, did you see the Roy Jones fucking exhibition from last year? Was it last year? I did, but yeah. I, it's not. I'm not bringing it to mind. Actually, now dude, that I think about it, dude, really, really well. I mean, fucking, he looked just speed. Fucking his skill, still movement, everything. I mean, he had the power. I don't know if they were trying to knock each other out or not, but still, in that fight, he looked really well. And then it was kind of like, well, what are you gonna do now? And he was right. like, oh, maybe I'll do some more. Maybe I'll do one. the the motherfucker is fucking. You know, I don't know, sixty at this point, yeah. right? Got to be. Yeah. I mean. And, and that's the thing, like, I'm fucking the biggest fucking Tyson fan. And so I don't want to see the dude hurt himself at all. I, I love that he's in a position where he's, like, a lot more calmer and he's able to do these podcasts and interviews and fucking all the rest of this because we get to get so much from him, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. That type of person who fucking rode that type of wave. I mean, the fucking baddest man on the planet through the 90s. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Youngest heavyweight boxing champ in history. I, I mean, literally the dude that, like... Any anytime he got brought up, you'd see him or he walked in or anything like that. Like everybody knew that was the fucking dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to to be that way, to be the smaller guy in the heavyweight division and be that threatening of a menace mm-hmm. to fucking, you know, all those things. I mean, just I mean, and everything he came came up from, you know, in his life, fucking yeah. growing up in uh in New York and ended up with Costamato and you know, Costamato really fucking bringing him up as a father figure and and his mentality about how he fucking sees fights and 
of being the gladiator and the warrior and encompassing that, all the fucking information he has of all these former conquerors and all the rest of that and really manifesting that into bringing that type of um, electricity into the fucking ring and just full rest of it. I might go off forever about Tyson, but <laughs> but seriously, um, you know, to see him training and to see him look that good, it really makes me happy. But at the same time, it, it makes me like super cautious because it's like, I don't want to see him get in there and fight somebody just to have a fight. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. So, and that was going to bring up um, my question to you. And Mike Tyson training, not a huge surprise to me because he strikes me as the guy that has always been training. Like, he's always got a gym. He's always got a bag. He's always got, you know, like, like that's his thing. That's his life. And you know he loves doing it, whether or not he ever steps foot in a ring, right? But training with a purpose, like, give me a name. Give me somebody who you feel like whether they're whether they're friends and it could be an exhibition match or you know anything like, like, like give me a name tell me where you think he should take this um i i think it's pretty clear i think jake paul is who he should fight <laughs> oh yes <laughs> i think it's pretty clear yes i mean all right do you know what i'm saying oh fuck he'd eat that i mean that's alive, the dude. biggest circus you could get <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to fucking, you want to play fucking boxer? Like, here's the fucking baddest, former baddest man on the planet. He's 60. <laughs> Take that fight. Uh, you know that power is the last thing to go, man. Uh, dude. Yep. So that, that's where I'm at with it. I okay. think that fucking, regardless of what happens in this Diaz fight, I don't want to see Diaz fight Tyson. Okay, don't get me wrong. Not because, like, I think Diaz is going to hurt him or he's going to hurt Diaz or any of the rest mm -hmm. of that. It's just like... Two guys that don't really need to be fighting each other to get in there and fight. I mean, I'd watch it, but at the same time, it doesn't seem to have like that payout to get to Agreed. see somebody like Agreed. Jake Paul who like flirts around with the sport for so long, and then it's like, dude, you keep fucking around long enough, somebody's gonna show up. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is interesting. I bet if we, and I'm gonna sound like a dinosaur here too. So, <clears throat> not that I like the, the game that's played, the way these fights get put together, but we could. We could if if you got enough internet interest yeah. in that fight, it would happen. Oh yeah, like that's that's how these fights get made. One hundred percent. So I don't know if we got a hashtag hashtag Tyson versus Paul or what, but let's fuck you get heard that it. Shit hashtag Tyson versus Paul. <laughs> there it is. Everybody. Let's get that rolling. I mean, we get enough interest, and that fight will happen. He'll have no choice. Yeah, exactly. And yep. fuck, and Jake Paul's all on social media. Yeah. So it's like. Take it to him. Be like, dude, when you fight Tyson, when's <laughs> yeah, the Tyson fight? Up. Yeah, this Diaz fight's up. cool, but when you when you gonna step yep. in there with Tyson? I yep. mean, seriously, he's an old champion. There, he meets all the criteria that needs to be a Jake Paul opponent. Exactly. So it's exactly. like you know, I mean, yeah, that would be sweet. All right. Um, we uh, there was uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the younger the uh, fighters, Ra uh, Raul. Rosas, yeah, Raul Rosas Jr., youngest uh, UFC fighter on the roster. Yeah, uh, video of him caught ding ding dong ditching. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's other names for it, but I'm not going to say him on air. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't no, know. I okay. have no business saying stuff like that. <laughs> okay, I don't know what it is, but okay. Um, so, but what I'm what I'm saying is like, I think sometimes we don't really we we kind of look past it when we're like. You know, these guys are fighters, blah, 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 and kind of get this whole mindset of how we see fighters and all the rest of that and don't really take into consideration, like, somebody who's 19. You know what I'm saying? And where they're at mature-wise, where they're at, right. you know, with their with right. that development and the rest of it. And not that, not that you know, ding-dong ditching at 19 is, is the coolest thing, but at the same <laughs> time, right? But at the same time, it's like, man, 
sometimes you got to just let these guys like, you know, be themselves. You got to let them be human. You got to let them do their thing, you know? And so, and not that, not that I'm supporting him ding dong ditching either. I'm just saying that like, it's funny when this shows up because it's like, oh, UFC fighter with all this hype is caught ding dong ditching. And it's like, right. yeah, because he's still a fucking kid, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, he's, he is showing his age a bit, although, like you said, I mean, still ding-dong-ditching at 19. I don't know. I'd have probably been made fun of if I was still doing it at 19. I feel like there's other things you can do at that point to exercise your Im- immaturity. Um, but on, on, the, on the bright side, I mean, that's a fairly harmless little 100 you know that, trick yeah. but, but 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 yeah but again i'm not sure i mean i and i and i did it i was a lot younger than 19 yeah. but it didn't seem it didn't seem that fun no and to be honest with you a lot of the stuff that i was doing at 19 i wouldn't want to see other people doing much less ufc fighters exactly. getting involved yeah, with yeah, in agreed. 19 but the thing is is like when you're living that kind of lifestyle, you're burning the fucking candle. So when you're yeah. in the UFC, that's a whole nother candle that you've got to burn and, you're, and all the rest of that. And so it's like, don't do that. Don't fucking jump head in if you're fucking, you know, fighting and you have, you know, having to fucking battle all that and take on all that. You know, then it's like, you know, f- find your happiness where you can. You play some ding-dong ditching, you know, whatever. I, I don't, Like I said, I'm with you. I don't think it's the coolest thing for a 19-year-old to be doing. But at the same time, I'm a lot happier than, like, some of these NFL players that get, get a lot of money and then start, like, shooting each other no, and stuff. No, you know what I'm saying? No, it's a, it's and, a really good point. And so it's, it's really like, and so it's like, yeah, so it's, I don't know. But also then to realize also that, hey, man, everybody's fucking human. You guys are just fucking human. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out this whole life thing like everyone else. So it's just... I don't know. That that was my takeaway from the whole thing. Is just like, yeah, dude. Of course, of course, he's ding dong ditching, or of course he's doing <laughs> know, something like right? stupid. You know, he's I fucking know. nineteen. Like, I know. Jesus Christ. So, I know. yeah. Um, moving on. UFC still selling namespace in the <laughs> octagon. Really pushing it, trying to fucking give you a one shot during their fight of a couple names. Now you go, there's some numbers. What are those numbers? Blah, blah, blah. You can't even see it. You I know? mean, it's just like, just how much fucking money you guys fucking really need? Seriously, like how much do we got to fucking More. pander More. for this fucking? More. I mean, seriously, they'll never be enough. No, yeah, it, no, it won't. It won't. And I don't know. I don't know if. Yeah. If, so if, if you've bought any of this, if you bought and paid whatever it was, fifteen hundred dollars, I remember something around that. Yeah. To get your fucking name in the octagon, yeah. you know, hit, hit us up, scrapcast at yahoo.com. Maybe there's something that I'm not seeing. Maybe you know you're like, hey, I'm an old guy. I'm not gonna ever have any you know way to be part of it. So this is my one way. Maybe there's something that I'm not seeing. But to me, it's just like it's just another cash grab. Uh, always, always happy to hear another perspective. Um, yeah, give us a shout out, um, scrapcast at yahoo.com. Send us a picture with your plaque. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, let's let's see what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, crazy. All right. Um, this next this next one. Yeah. So PFL again, another huge signing, right? Yeah. Um, they got. Oh uh, fuck, dude. What? I just realized we could see those two fight. Except Doombay's not heavyweight. Yeah, he's not. He's not. What is I, he? Is I he middleweight? Think he's, I think he's welterweight or middleweight. Okay. And and the the kickboxing um, weight classes might be a little different, so they might be closer oh, than we weights. think. But yeah. you know, Francis cuts to make two sixty five, dude. I know. Like, I um, know. but either way, it's a really good signing for the PFL. Who is it? Sorry, I cut you off. My bad. Cedric Doombay. Yeah, Cedric Doombay. Yeah. Uh, former Glory. Former champ. Glory, multiple time yeah. kickboxing champ yep. uh, for Glory. Um, great fighter. He's four zero in MMA. 
Um, and I mean, one of the main reasons why I put it on here was not just because they got to sign and name and he could do well. Um, but what, it, what came out was, you know, again, this is a highly decorated kickboxing champion and UFC wanted to sign him for 20 and 20, yeah. 20, $20,000 $20, to show $20,000 to win, win bonus. And PFL were like, we'll give you $140,000 guaranteed fight. to show. Guaranteed. Yep. And and so this is you know this is one of those things that's going to happen where the UFC consistently shoots itself in the foot, yep. all in the name of trying to make better, bigger profits, yep. you know, by exploiting a lot of these you know young fighters, bringing them in at nineteen and paying them twenty k, like, but then you've got PFL, they're they're going out on a limb for Francis, and they're going, they're giving, you know, Cedric Dumbay the money that he deserves. Yes. To get out there and fight. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And to see him trans transform over into a new sport and see what that brings for the fight organization yeah. and stuff. It's just, yeah. So, really excited. I mean, PFL in this last couple of weeks, I mean, just just the last podcast, we were burying fucking Peter <laughs> know, Murray. And they've done, yeah. you know, in the last couple of weeks, they've done some shit that I'm like, dude, fucking awesome. You yeah, know way to go. So, no, I'm excited. Yeah, like yeah, that's turning that leaf. That's that's how you do. That's how you build that brand recognition. You want to see Cedric Dumay fight? Well, you got to watch the PFL. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, I agree. So, anything else you want to talk about? Anything? I huh? think we're good on the hot takes. All right, moving on. Time for the mill. All right. So, <laughs> with this version of the mill, what we want to get into is um, really talk about the overall experience of going and seeing these, you know, top combat sports promotions live getting to see what that's like uh will i know that this was your first this was your first ever first ever first i mean the only thing that did you go to local shows the only yeah the only thing that compares is um when i was a kid they'd have local strongman competitions or they'd have local um boxing or kickboxing but super local i'm telling you you're at you're on the you're on the football field, the local high school, and the bleachers, and there's a rinky-dink ring set. Oh, okay. Like, I um, thought you were talking about high school fights. I was like, dude, those aren't the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, those aren't. No, but that's on, but, the, but on it's, the football field. But it's wherever you could put them. Like, I've been at a baseball diamond on yeah. the bleachers, mm-hmm. and it's right there, like yeah. where the pitcher's man would be, like because mm-hmm. that's where the only spot there would be yeah. to set In something a like that. Parking up. lot of a casino. I've seen those. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So no, before this, that was my only experience with live combat sports okay so talk to me what what give me the give me the 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 whole deal like what was it like not i mean i know it was fucking exhilarating and all that to see it but what were your takeaways of being able to see something how has that changed your perception of how you view the sport now when you're watching it at home so it changes everything right like because you get so accustomed to seeing the production as it's presented to you um, on your TV, the right? Show, yeah. Right. You're you're seeing the things they want to see. They they want you to see. You're hearing the things they want you to hear. You know, their whatever narrative, whatever agenda they're promoting. When you go see it live, you you don't you don't have any of that. Uh-huh. Like you don't have um, the the ringside commentators. Yeah. You don't have ten thousand commercials. Ten thousand commercials. You don't have. You don't have any of that. I mean, we didn't. I didn't. I. I only saw the back of Rich Franklin and um, Mitch. I cannot remember his the last dragon. name. Mitch the Dragon. Yep. You know. Uh, so it just wasn't. That's not your focus when you go there live. No. And that's so for the best because then 
all you focus on is, uh, and especially for one fighting championship, which does this really well, is all are all these periphery things that are going on. And and again, not only was it such a treat to be there for this partic- this particular event, first time on American soil for one fighting championship, all of the names that I've been wanting to see right there. But just that they picked that arena in Broomfield, I which know. I'm telling you, this isn't uh, this isn't the Wimbledon Arena. This isn't. It's not the Pepsi Center. It's not the Pepsi Center. It's not Mile High Stadium. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this was a small, intimate. I'm telling you, you could you you hear you could even hear the misses when somebody would throw and miss. You could still hear the yep. air off the punch. Like, you hear all the lands. You hear the the gasps. You hear the corner men, and it's. It's all so much more real. Mm-hmm. Like that's I, I've thought about so many different ways to try and describe how it goes, but it's so much more real mm-hmm. when you're there watching it. You see these people, you see them as people for the first time ever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not not just these uh you know, uh, uh, um, figures on the TV. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, and the other thing about it um, is, I don't know if you've caught this, but in sporting events, I'm able to catch it. When you're watching something on TV, because it has to capture it, it's just a little bit slower. It's yeah. just a little bit yes. slower when you're watching it. Yes. When you're watching it live, it's fucking fast. I mean, it's the same thing with football. It's yep. the same thing with any of that. You're like, God damn, these dudes are moving fucking fast. Yeah, yeah. It's not as fast yeah. as I'm used to watching it every Saturday night or every Sunday <laughs> no, or whatever no. it is, you know? Yeah. Um, that yeah, that's definitely one thing. Yeah, but yeah, but seriously, go on. No, and no, and, and you're you're exactly right. And there's there was just so many things about it that of course, it being my first one, I never would have thought to think about, I never would have thought I would see. Like, because going into it, I'm just like man, there's going to be a lot of downtime in between fights and all this stuff. And it's not like you need that time in between these fights when you're live to come down. Like you do. Because you're so, you are, you're just so, you know, and and we even had fucking stuff to help us calm down. You know, I know it was, it it was so, it it was so amazing. It was so exhilarating. I'm, I'm taking these, these videos and, and, and I'm a horrible picture taker and video taker. Like, I just, I hate sacrificing being in the moment just to try and get pictures of the moment. It. Like, yep. I'm, I, yep. I'm, I'm so bad about that. Now, the, bo- the, the bad side of that is because my memory is not great, there are so many moments in my life I'm not going to remember because I don't have the pictures. But, again, I got to fully experience it while I was there because I wasn't worried about getting pictures. Yep. Now, having said that, I made sure I filmed Stamp Fair Texas Walkout. <laughs> the I, I, I made sure I filmed Rod Tang's. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, I got pictures when they brought out the one fighting championship belt. You know, um, I got the pictures of the things that I wanted to see. And what was so funny is um, coming back and replaying some of my videos for uh, the people around me in my life. And, you know, they're watching and they're listening. And I know they're not even fans, but like every time I showed it to somebody, they're just like, who is that? Who is that screaming? What is that? And I'm like, that's me <laughs> because, because nobody's ever heard me react like that to anything. Yeah. And, and I, I could not help it. It was just, it was all uh, inside and I had to get it out. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, it is. It's, it really is. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, I agree with everything you said. Um, you know, as far as seeing it live, um, for somebody like me, who's seen other fight promotions live, um, it really helps because I'm able to digest a lot more of what the what how it's overall structured. Right now, 
I've seen WEC um, live events. I've seen UFC when it was at the Pepsi Center, right. Jones versus uh, Rampage. Um, so I have an idea of how these other um, fight promotions organize these big events and how they structure them and the overall feel of it, right? Right. Um, with one, what was so awesome about it is um, you got to see the way that one is structured. Um, I, it's not necessarily a top-down corporate structuring i mean they are very business and professional mm -hmm. but what i mean is like when we went in there you could tell when we were um they had that whole debacle where they fucking <laughs> we had vip tickets and we couldn't oh, yeah. and we couldn't use the fucking vip uh -huh. entrance to the arena and, yep. and <clears throat> everybody in our section pretty much had vip tickets and they couldn't use that same <laughs> yeah, fucking even though it was right there right those two doors i know um but no but what i'm saying is because of that whole thing we got to see a little bit of the structuring because they had to go get that lady and that lady was like trying to figure out what was yeah, going on yeah. and we got to see her and a couple of those others that were helping to control the like the show other the, uh, other people that are in charge of other things exactly and so it really got to be like oh okay this is how they have their whole organization structured. This is how they operate. It was a lot. It felt a lot more like a, um, uh, like a collective than it was Agreed. like, than it Agreed. was like going to see. Cause when I went to see the UFC, you didn't see any of that. Yeah. You didn't see any of the yeah. fucking, you know, UFC officials. You didn't get to see any of that shit. They literally had it like everybody file in here and get your ticket, then file up to your seat. And mm -hmm. then your food's over there and our merch is here. And that's literally it. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, yeah, so I got to pick up on a lot of those kinds of things. Um, what you hit on before, which was that because it was their first U.S. show and because the venue wasn't a, you know, mega venue, a lot, if not everybody that was there, like, knew what, what it was. They had I'm, been watching I one. I was so impressed they with had, the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. When we sat down, and I, and I hate to tell you, be, I don't know, maybe it'll be better going forward. But out of all the ones I went to, that feeling when we went in there and we sat down and we had people like in front of us and to the side of us that were bullshitting behind us and throughout the fight, you know, fucking talking with the other people and being able to like really connect with the overall like mm -hmm. any other fight I've been to. I've been to regional shows. I've been to very rarely does that happen where you can <clears throat> even connect with some other fucking stranger because... There's all this fucking hostility. There's all this ego shit. There's all this. I mean, it's, right. all, it's exhilarating. All this fight shit's going on. It's a lot more contained than you would really imagine. And because that was a real special thing, it was like everybody that was there kind of understood like what was yeah. going on and 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 the gravity of the situation. And that was that was really awesome. It felt like we were all getting together like. A, like we were all in a group and we were all getting together in this group to watch this like intimate thing. You know, it didn't feel like it was this huge mega fight promotion where it was just like, you didn't feel like people got tickets just to make, just to be seen. You exactly. Know what I'm like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just to say they went to the UFC e event. E exactly. And, and, and I thought I knew a lot about one fighting championships. I thought I was a hardcore MMA fan, but I'm telling you, I'm learning stuff from people the whole the whole card. I'm learning stuff about one fighting championships the whole time from all these people sitting around me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that that was fucking that was awesome. Um, a lot of those kinds of things. Um, you know, I notice going to fights and fucking cheering for fighters, booing fighters, doing all that kind of thing. I, I was picking up on like 
when the fighters were coming out to the ring, I don't know if it's because they had to come by our side or if our if that side of the arena was just that much louder. But like when the fighters would win, I mean, even when Rod Tang won and he ran to jump up on the side of the yeah. cage, he jumped up on our he jumped side. Jumped up on our side. Yeah, because yeah, he buddy. knew that fucking yeah. like we were the fucking like that was yep. you know, and that was awesome because when you're sitting there, you can hear everybody from your side but you can only sort of hear the people across. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they got to get through that whole sound deafening wave and all that. And so, um, and so, yeah, that was, that was awesome. You know, um, being able to really try to uh, relay and engage with the fighter so much when you're seeing him at home, it's like, here's this fighter, here's this fighter, here's how it plays out. Here's this fighter, here's this fighter, here's how it plays out when they're right there and they're walking in and they're having to, you know, uh, digest the moment and being in that moment and you're there and you're cheering and you're touching hands with them or you're screaming or whatever. And they're picking that up and they're, you know, it's this like transference of energy that you can't even imagine when you're fucking sitting at home Man, and watching it's, it. It's yeah. And, and it's such, it's such a rush and you do, you, you feel it and it's, yeah, you do become part of it again that's why like so much of this was was physically coming out of me this whole time and we're there from like 3 p.m to 11 p.m yeah and i honestly thought i wouldn't have it in me to go through the whole thing and i did and and it's because of the fighters and the performances that just kept reinvigorating you every time yeah. um and, and it was awesome uh, like a couple other things like <clears throat> i noticed there was there was a huge like a you know dump for me so i know i I know I took in a lot more than I can actually remember and I'll have to go to another one for it to like come back. But just seeing all the behind the scenes production that you don't get to see on TV was, was really awesome. Like seeing how things are set up and you know, like where everybody's sitting. Cause you don't, you don't get that when you watch it on TV, there's so many camera angles and they're constantly being switched around. Like you don't get an idea of, of the venue or the, or the presence that this cage has in the center of the arena but you really do when you go in there and say it was the first thing i noticed when we walked into our seating area was one seeing how close we were to the cage two how small that cage actually is (laughs) like because because it looks huge how small the fighters are but then how small the fighters Uh. are and just but just all of that and and just again being able to see the whole thing play out not having to like not having to you know be distracted by commercials or commentary or, or any of this just just being able to see pure MMA right in front of you you yeah. know yeah exactly yeah I mean um yeah it was it was really great and a lot of different aspects um yeah I, I the only thing the only thing that I was a little bit upset about was we didn't get the fucking pride lady that was the only thing right. that I was a little right. upset about. And to be right. fair, and to be fair, she never travels outside gotcha. of fucking, you know, outside gotcha. of uh, Southeast Asia, Japan, <laughs> that area. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She just travels to those guys, and and she gets paid to do that stuff. But like, when the guy, he, the guy did a good job. The announcer, yep. whoever it was, he yep. did a good job. You know what I'm saying? He kept it, you know, live and stuff. Um, but that was the one thing I was like, oh man, we're gonna get to fucking here in real life, or maybe even see her and stuff. And then we didn't. And then I was just like, of course not, dude. Like they're not gonna fucking you know pay to send somebody else if they don't need to. And she may not even want to fucking come to the U.S. You know? What no, I'm saying? she's probably so cush and yeah. gets so set up. She's just like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to. You yeah. know, Denver. Psh, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I know. Yeah. No, but seriously, yeah. Um, that's one thing that I'll always remember too is because um. You know, the last time I was in that arena was for that WEC fight, and I had an idea. I remember what it was like to be in there for that WEC fight. Mm-hmm. And then we go, we get in there, and 
everything worked out as far as getting there and fucking our lines and all that shit. Everything was good. And then we get when we're getting into the arena, we had that whole fucking fiasco with the doors. So they're telling us that we can't go in through these double doors. And then this, and then the lady was Which like, "Which are labeled our section? Yeah, like, exactly. Like exactly. you see on your ticket where your seat is one sixteen, and it says one sixteen. <laughs> and you're like, why the fuck can I go through that door? They're like, those are VIP. We have VIP. Well, you have to have a special armband. Where do we get the armband? You can't get an armband. Are you fucking with me? I know. I know. I know. The whole and the whole thing, the parking, all the rest of that. But 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 here's the thing. So she, we're asking her, we're like, where are we supposed to go? And she was like, oh, you're going through this. And it's a small, like, one doorway. It had, like, a fucking sheet or something on it. Mm-hmm. And it was right by the bar. It looked like where the employees were going in and out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is where you want us to go? And she was like, yeah. And as soon as you go through that, and it's just dark in the arena. I mean, there's lights, but you, it's dark. And you go up the stairway, and the blue lights were shining on the cage. And then one had their, you know... Um, their uh, 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 Titan Tron or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They had that thing going on. Um, but still, it was like, oh, shit. you got mail. Let's move on to Ask the Cast. Ask the Cast. Questions from you guys submitted to scrapcast at yahoo.com. Um, you guys had some good ones. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, start out. First question. What do you guys make of Chatri going back on his Francis statement? Isn't that funny? Out of all of those things, <laughs> we're talking about this. I know, and, and um, again, we're big fans of one. Oh, I like 100%. I like Chatri. Um, I like what he's doing over there at, at one. Um, but again, just from the fans' perspective, I really would have loved to see Chatri make it work with Francis. Like, uh, like yeah. if PFL could do it, I don't see why one couldn't. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't, you know, but it, but it is what it is. We're gonna get to see Francis either way. Um, and, and I, you know, Shatri missed out. Not that he's not gonna be able to make it work with who he has, but yeah, exactly. Um, and it sounds like what this guy is saying, like, what do we make of him going back on his statement? Um, which, um, is sort of interesting just because, uh, I believe, uh, fuck, this was a while ago. Um, I believe that by that, I mean a couple weeks. Um, (laughs) so I believe that, um, what happened was Chatri first came out and said that we're not going to make the deal with Francis. We're going to reserve our right and hold our final offer. We're right. not going to make it. We're right. just going to, you know, hold it. And then um, I think it was the next day or a couple of days later or something, he came out and he was like, oh, Francis was asking for way too much money. Even though before, just a day or so before, he said that he wasn't. Right. And so, and so with this, oh, sorry. No, and, and he was going to make, you know, that part yeah. of the negotiations was they were, they were going to submit their final yeah. offer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they felt they were just too far apart. Um, but then again, we still, with the way that that all happened, with holding your final offer, I thought there was, I was like, man, there has to be something else at play here. But anyways, um... So maybe he got word that oh, 100%. that that PFL and Francis had worked it out, and, and he was like, "I can't, I can't follow that. There's nothing that I right. can offer to do that." So then he was like, "We're just gonna have to part terms," you know. Right. But here's the thing: it looks good for a promotion to be able to be like, "Oh, to kind of throw the the big name, the big fish that they couldn't catch," to be like, "Oh, he's like." He's way out there. He wants way too much. You right. know what I'm saying? And so he kind of did the double take where he was respectful and then he kind of went back and was doing his promoter role. You know, here's what I'm going to tell you guys, okay? It's like fucking believing in politicians, all right? If you fucking take the word of what promoters say to be truth, you're going to get fucked over, okay? Right. They're promoters. They're there to try to sell the fights. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you whatever they need to tell you to get you to, you know, feel like Exactly. It. And not to say that they're not genuine at certain times, not to say they don't mean shit. They're human. But all I'm saying is that is their job. If they weren't yep. doing that and trying to, you know, gener- uh, 
generate as much hype for their own promotion and to put their promotion up there first, they wouldn't be doing their fucking job. Exactly. So just to take that into the fucking hat next time when you hear a promoter saying something, yeah, this could be true. Yeah, this could be bullshit. How much of what they said before is true? How much of what they said before is bullshit? You know, and that makes it a little bit easier to read between the lines. It, it, it does, and that, like um, every time I hear them say "always" or "never" or uh, then I just know right away. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> here we go, fucking full on bullshit time. Yeah, this and, is definite. Yeah, and, and and you can say he was asked for too much money, but when it comes out that he's getting two million, yeah. like really, yeah, that's guaranteed. too much. Yeah, guaranteed. That's and less. He, that's less than the UFC wanted to offer him per fight. Yeah, because again, for Francis, it wasn't about. It wasn't about that bottom line per fight money. It was about all the other shit he wanted for other fighters. Exactly, exactly. So, and, and that's not to say that there's not maybe some sort of profit sharing. It's not to say he's not making some sort of points or whatever. Like, it, they're probably going to keep Francis and have him fight on their one pay-per-view card a year, a, right? Guaranteed. That makes sense. So <laughs> because he has such name, maybe he gets pay-per-view points because of the deal. There could be all of those things worked out. Well, he gets out. to have his own sponsors, too. Exactly. How much money do you think he's going to make from all of his sponsorships? Exactly. Know? No, exactly. Yeah. But that's the point. Not only is he looking out for Francis, he's looking out for competitor A. Exactly. Too. He's looking out for the next generation. Yep. He's looking out for trying to make changes in the sport with, uh, you know, uh, his platform and his level, his leveling, you know, to be able to be like, this is stuff that should change throughout the sport, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I make of that. And it's. It's what promoters do. So I wasn't surprised to hear him go back on it. But that's the thing about Chatri is, is Chatri is he'll come out and he'll be really respectful about it. And he'll also, you know, do his promoter because he's he's trying to fill it out, too. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He's trying yeah. to be everybody as well. You know, he wants yeah. to be fucking, you know, more. He wants to be more revered than Dana White. That's the whole point. The whole mm -hmm. point is to try to make what you're doing as good, if not better than whoever's up there doing that. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just that's just what he's doing. Um, next question. In, on, in honor of <laughs> UFC 288, who is the cringiest fighter? That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That we had the we had the cringy Olympics right at the, uh, at the at the post fight. It wasn't even the post fight press conference. It was even before that. It was just right after Aljamain had been declared the winner, and they, you know, doing the WWE thing when you're bringing out Shikishan, you're bringing him in the cage. Um, and it's so manufactured. Yeah. That was the thing about it. Yes. I mean, it was like, that's what I sent, I sent you that text is I was like, dude, Bantamweight is the cringe division because it's just like, you had the king of cringe, okay? Triple C, right? Henry Sudo. <laughs> we, I didn't think anybody uh, could be any more cringe than Henry Sudo. I mean, just like cornball mm -hmm. to the max, right? And And he looked like the most like, legitimate, honest <laughs> dude did, out of all that, the whole he, scenario. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, ah, fuck, it's, I don't know. It, it's such a fucking show. So, um, who who is the who's the cringiest fighter? <sighs> Fuck, I don't know. Who's? It's not Henry Sudo anymore. So it's I not. mean, it's not. Yeah. So I mean, who do you think? Who do you think is the most cringiest fighter? So and, and just this is just the way I, I look at it. Yeah. It doesn't mean you know you guys got to look at it the same way. But this is just my <clears throat> whole, whole take on it. Um, especially when it's this close in the cringe contest. Um, Al Jermaine gets to be because he's the champ. Gotcha. Right? I he mean, took the title. He, he did. Okay. So, so, so he, see, so he gets to be. He's the linear So champ. Sugar, yeah, so, so Sugar doesn't have that. Like, he doesn't have, he doesn't have um, the, the, the platform. He doesn't have the, oh. the, you know, I mean, he's, you know, what, what, what does he have that's gotten him this far? He does have some talent. He's got some skill. Yeah. But it's the Instagram followers. Exactly. Right? That, that gets the, him there. Yeah, it's the fucking 
fights where majority of people feel like you probably didn't win exactly. and you still won. Exactly. And then you're not going to follow up with what you're supposed to do when exactly. you won where it's just like, dude, what are you fucking doing? So for me, well, it's Sugar Sean. Okay. Yeah. That makes a good point. When you were going that way, I thought you were going without. You're like, he beat him, so he's the champion. I'm like, I see what you're thinking. But then you're like, wait a minute, he doesn't have... I'm like, oh, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. That It was fucking so worse. It was a fucking reality TV series cringe at the end of 288. It, it, was. it was. It was. It was worse than bringing Brock Lesnar in to face off against Daniel Cormier when Cormier won. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That was way more legitimate than that yeah. shit we saw. And, those, and they didn't even fight. I know. And these two dudes are going to fight. And it <laughs> know, still was. You're like watching it. You're like. O'Malley doesn't believe anything he's fucking saying. <laughs> Aljo not. doesn't give this whole. They've worked this whole thing out long before. Yep. Marab puts the fucking jacket on and jumps out, and that becomes the biggest. Which talking that was point. the best. Po- that was I the know. best part of the whole thing, and I remember watching it live because that was the only unscripted part. <laughs> exactly, and I love. And you know, Sugar, he's doing his cringiest best to take off his Michael Jackson Thriller jacket. Which, how cool are you, bro? Um, <laughs> and he didn't even see who he handed it to. So Rob just takes it, and then and he could tell he wasn't on camera, so he moves around to the other side of the face-off, and he's so nonchalant, just like, I'm literally just sitting here wearing Sugar's jacket. Yeah. And it was so fucking, it was, it was so fucking beautiful. And to make cringier even cringier is Sugar Sean comes out and he's like, oh, no, it's it's all cool that Marab did that, and it's all good, and it could be his now. Fucking, like, that's exactly what I was going to say. fuck are exactly you, Exactly what I was going to say. Like, I know, and he was like, of course he put it on. It was a nice jacket. I'm not mad at him. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were, like, kicking at him and throwing middle fingers and stuff. Like, what was that about? I know, you know dude. what I'm saying? Like, of course, it's just an act. It's all just yeah. an act. Um, Yeah, exactly. So take fucking notes, people. Um, No, but, uh, <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. All of that to be said, which was a lot of cringe, for me, the cringiest fighter. Did he ask in the UFC? No, oh, just okay. the cringiest fighter. Okay. Um, has to be Colby Covington. Has to be because okay. he's had this shtick yep. for a long time, and it's been cringy. Okay? Yeah, bad. but but the thing was, was he was the only guy that had this heel role, this heel role that was able to take this large part of the popular culture and and mold that into the UFC. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Trying to create that frictional division and, and profit off of that. WWE style or professional wrestling style because that's what they would do back in the old days with the territory. Whatever's no, the right. biggest thing going on, you're they'll take right. that, manifest that in one of their fighters and then project that into the arena. And I honestly feel like, because I, I grew up watching that old old school 90s, early 2000s WWE and even back when it was the WWF, like yeah. Monday Night Nitro, yeah. MCW, all that stuff. Yeah. So um, Raw is war. I know, exactly. So it it really looks like He's been watching those and taking notes oh, yeah. and even taking lines. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. really does. It looks straight out of the fucking 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. But but here's the thing. Okay, All that to be said, I felt like it was helping to work for, for a time. But I really think he's at the plateau of that. He hasn't... There's nothing lately that has shown that that persona that he projects in is any way benefiting him anymore. Right. What's benefiting him is continuously winning and getting these uh you know either wins or close losses at mm-hmm. the top that's what's keeping him up there it's right. not this fucking you know pro trump supporting type shit not saying right. he's not pro trump i'm just saying that's that whole character that he's playing right right um he he had there was a video of him coming out and trying to make a trying to fucking i don't know what he was trying to do he was trying to say that fucking leon wasn't going to fight and he was playing golf fucking on you know 
with at Donald Trump's golf course or some bullshit, and he had this helicopter standing behind him. The whole time, you're like, dude, this is so painfully obvious. Yeah. That's a helicopter that's going. You're walking by and see it. You're like, I know. And then he fucking stands in front of it, and he's like, I'm just about to get on my helicopter. Blah. They didn't even let him get in the helicopter. <laughs> know. You know what I'm saying? The oh most legitimate God, thing, dude. at least in that point, for, would be for him to get in the helicopter and look like he's going to take off and end it there. All he did was walk off the side of the camera because he has no way affiliated with the fucking helicopter. Exactly. I mean, he's just fucking out there just doing his thing. And then he's like, I know. And he tries to cut this promo. And it's just like, if he is taking uh, 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 notes from the you know old professional wrestlers, then fucking pick up the promo work. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You come out, you want to cut this promo. You're like, okay, I got it. Not only do we not believe the whole setup that you have going on in the background is totally screaming fake. But then at the same time, what you're saying doesn't make any sense to what the fuck you're like. Leo's not going to fight him, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, thanks for fucking wasting my time, dude. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. Are you, what are you doing here? Yeah. So, yeah, for me, it's like O'Malley, even though he's cringy, he's still going to probably get a title shot next. And Aljo's cringy, but he's the champ. Colby's over there still holding on to this cringe thing. And I'm just like, how's this, how's this benefiting you still? No, no, that's, no, that's, you're right. You brought up really good points. And there was a time when it served to get his name into everybody's minds. Um, but you're right. It's no longer serving its purpose. And yeah, I'll, I'll, you've, you've convinced me. We'll give him the crown. Yeah. Cause yep. not only is he cringy, he's cringy at being cringy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's the cringiest fighter for me. All right. Uh, last last question we got here. Name one fight not yet made that you're wishing happens. Oh, dude, what a fucking dream fight shit. Nah, and this it's really difficult. Like when you ask a hardcore fight fan, this is a super difficult question, question right? Because I mean, there's so many, so many good matchups. Um, a a dream fight, right? And and the. <clears throat> the ironic thing about this is is how many of these fights have you seen um, throughout history that you didn't think were going to be good fights or maybe you didn't know the fighters fighting and it turned into the dream fight. It turned yeah. into one of the most badass fights you've ever seen, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. Because like, every time you try to make it happen, every time you try to manufacture this, you know, Black short. Beast and yep. Francis Ngannou, yep. tw- you know, 25 yep. combined knockouts, and then you get a 15-minute staring contest. And it's like, cause, <sighs> because it is. It's it's so hard to manufacture that. So, um, and, and here's my thing really quick with it is, like, it doesn't say, like, realistic or not. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, it could be fucking, you could have Chuck Liddell versus John Jones, even though that's never going to happen. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there should be some parameters, but... Let's just let's just stick with it being realistic because without that it's gonna get way too fucking far out. Okay, there. the fighters who are active, yeah, fighting today, yeah, and let's try to keep them in their in their prime because yeah, who wants who wants Tito and Chuck eight? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> fuck, that's that's tough. Um, I'm okay. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little deep here. We'll do. Um, Stamp Fairtex and Rose Nama Yunus. Ooh, that right? Yeah. Right. Oh man. Oh man. I mean, once again, it's like which fighter shows up. But really, uh, as far as Rose goes, but like even then, depending on which fighter shows up, I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, I, yeah. Doesn't mean that like necessarily Stamp is gonna run her over or not. It's just like. It would play out completely different depending on if we got exactly. the complete negator or the fucking savage, you yeah. know, killer. I mean, it's yeah. just like, 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, and I've got, man, I've got some other ones too. Like, because the whole reason I wanted Francis to sign with one was because I wanted to see Malikin versus Francis. Right, 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 right. Yep, exactly. Like, so that's, I mean, that's, fuck, I'd love to see that. You know, a lot of this, there's so many ways you can go with it because you can look at cross promotions. Yeah, you can look at, um, man, who else would be? I mean, yeah, I mean, <sighs> realistically, I mean, we just got done talking about both these fighters, but I, w- I would love to see O'Malley versus Rate. I'd love to see that. Fight. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I would love to see just exactly how, you know, developed or skillful O'Malley's stand-up game is mm-hmm. versus Rotting. Or, you know, see how good his submission grappling game has got, if that's right. what would end up, you know, depending on how we, if it was a Muay Thai fight, kickboxing fight, it'd probably be an MMA fight, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Make it as fair as we can, right? Um yeah, I would I would love to see I'd love to see that fight. Um Yeah, good one. Good one. Um yeah, I, I mean all sorts of scenarios play themselves out in my mind after you saying that. And like just Rod Tang's leg kicks I feel like would pose so much problems oh, for oh, Sean O'Malley. I really think yeah, I really think Rod Tang would just eat him up and it would be so cool to see somebody who like has had that much experience and had that many fights overtake somebody with that type of hype and then put all of that onto him. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody who went and did the whole fucking gauntlet to get to where he's at more than a lot of other guys have and then to get the fucking all the cream on top, you know? Yep. Um, That would be, it'd be awesome. Yeah, Um, good one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, That's one of those ones you could ask a lot of them. So like, especially if you're going to, you know, throw some questions like on that kind of stuff, that kind of like really wishy stuff, like get, give us a little better parameters to work with. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Or else next time we're going to be like, I'd like to see Hoist Gracie fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like, know. Well, cause, cause it, cause the first, every time I hear this, the first time it comes up, like I immediately start thinking all time, all throughout history, mm-hmm. assuming every fighter's in their prime. Right. So I I immediately start at Fedor. Yeah. It's like, well, cause I want to see Fedor against some more current. Yeah. Guys yeah. that have it like Stipe and yeah. Fedor. Yeah, like, I want to see dude, Alex like... Pereira Prime versus Vanderlei Silva oh, Prime. Shit, you know dude. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yes. but, but that's what I'm saying. But yeah. that's but then we're getting into like, okay, then we can just fucking manufacture whatever. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Abraham Lincoln versus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> fucking where's you from the planet Nartar and shit? You know, it's just like what the fuck, dude? Yeah. The fucking demon from Doom and shit. Yeah, <laughs> nice. it's like yeah. Um, all right, what time is it? It is time to spotlight some fights. Spotlight. Yeah. Spotlight fights. All right. Let's get back to reality. Um, okay. Um, starting it off big. Uh, Robbie Lawler versus Nico Price has been signed for UFC 290. Um, this is going to be Lawler's last fight in the UFC. Oh, wow. Dana White is saying it's his retirement fight. I don't know if it's his retirement fight. I think there's a lot of options for a Robbie Lawler out so there. So it's his last UFC fight. This is his last that doesn't UFC mean fight. He's retiring. And gotcha. on top of it, Dana White, another fucking thing. Anytime, anytime, Dana. I don't know why fucking you. Jesus Christ. He's like going off. He's like, he's like, he's like. I found. He literally said this. He was like, I found Robbie Lawler back when he was 19 and gave him his first shot in the UFC. And now, after 22 years, he's going to end his career here. It's like. 
dude, you you guys let go of Robbie. He went fought in Pride. He fought in Elite XC. Was the champion over yeah. there. Fought in Strike Force. Fought like yeah. he had a whole career outside of the in UFC. Two weight classes. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then made his way back and became the destroyer yeah. at welterweight and good, took the title. Yeah. So it's like. No, he was knocking fools out left and fucking right in all these different organizations. I know, I know, I know. It's like, dude, how the fuck can you take somebody who has the prestige, you know, the prestigious career of Robbie Lawler and be like, you know, fucking I found him and now he's going to end his career? It's not about you, Dana. It's not about the UFC. God damn, it's about fucking Robbie Lawler, dude. That's that's one of the biggest things that I hate seeing today is the the revisionist history Uh that gets gets played out. And and it gets... it, It works so well because... Of the the sh- the short attention span and the short memory yeah. span that we all have, it's like, oh, well, that he said it. That must have been exactly how it was. I know because we got so but many that fucking, fucking fights. Ain't, I know. Dude, that's I know. not how it went at all. I know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, stoked for that fight, right? I feel like yeah. that's the right matchup. Yep. We talk about Both matching up people. I feel like that's yep. the right matchup. Yep. They're gonna go to war. Yep. They're gonna beat the ever loving shit out of each other. Yep. And I have no clue who's coming out on top in that fight. I would probably favor Nico. I think he's probably just. A little less like weathered, but he's a little bit more chinny. But the thing is, is Robbie hasn't shown me anything in his last fights. I mean, even when he was dominating Diaz to show me that he's gonna take out Nico Price's life. Now I am the biggest Robbie Lawler fan. Yeah, me too. I mean, seriously. I mean, one of my favorites, if not my favorite of all time in MMA is fucking Robbie Lawler. But I'm just, you know, being a realist and trying to take my emotions out of it. Am I going to be cheering for Robbie? Fuck yeah. If if the fucking line is on fucking Nico, am I going to put money on Robbie? Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. super psyched to see the fight. Yeah. But I'm just saying, <clears throat> if I had to fucking be objective with it, I think the fucking Nico prize a little bit more in the tank and in the tooth to, you know, pull it out is what I'm saying. I mean, I, I feel like that's what we ended up seeing in the Brian Barberina-Robbie Lawler fight. Because Lawler was putting it on him. Yeah. He, he was hurting him. Um, but yeah, Barbarina was able to take the damage, yeah. still was young enough and, and then put it back on Robbie, put it back on Robbie when who, Robbie ran out of gas. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it, that could be exactly what happens this time. Um, but again, even in that Barbarina fight, Lawler was putting it on him. He's, he's going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah. So let's see yeah. how much you can take. No. You know? Yeah. You make it through those first round, round and a half, two rounds. Like those are wars, you yep. know? So yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Um, next fight. Jack Madalena versus Sean Brady at yeah, 170 pounds. <laughs> Sean Brady? <laughs> no, Della Mandalena. Yeah, dude. A I good up and comer at 170. Uh-huh. Um, good looking boxer, tough dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and, and and Brady's still young too. Like he was on the ascension until he got stopped by Bilal Muhammad. Yep. So um a, t- a tough comeback fight, unfortunately, for Brady. Um so yeah, I mean I gotta go with Madalena on this one. I yeah. think he continues his his rise. Um I don't know. What do you think? I think yeah. it would be a great fight. No, me too. I'm super excited about it. I would definitely take uh, Mandalena and the favorite in it, but n- not like by a landslide. Um, you know, the biggest thing is I really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, Sean Brady looks like coming off of that first loss Agreed. to Bilal Muhammad. You know Agreed. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the dude was already fucking a lot to deal with before that, and now after now losing to Bilal, especially in the way that he did and and you know, having a chance to go back to the drawing board fix some of those holes and see this newer version of him you know right. possibility right yeah a lot, the best fighters they always come back better after yeah. a loss like that yeah exactly and and his career being undefeated up until that point would lend me to believe that he is going to be you know as much on his game and be serious about it and so I'm really interested to see the break so yeah so I would favor 
Della Mandalena based off their last performances. But at the same time, it's like there's that big caveat there. So I'm just yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good scrap. I'm excited yeah. to see that. Yeah, and that's also on the same UFC 295 as Lawler's price. Yeah. yeah, so that that card's looking fucking stacked. Um, speaking of stacked, we got fucking Bueno or Buena as I like to call yeah, her Silva yeah. versus Holly Home for uh, July 15th fight night. Okay. Um, so is that 145 women's or is that 135 women's? 135. Okay, 135. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Holly Holmes putting together an, another impressive win streak. Yeah. Um, Showing I know, another wrinkle in her fucking game. I know. Game. The whole wrestling, yep. Yep. in a million years, I not ever see her mm-hmm. getting that good at the wrestling. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't as exciting. But, again, when you get to that point in your career and you want to win, keep winning fights, you have to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so, so good for her. Um, I know she really badly wants a shot at... Um, Nunez. Yep. I almost said Pena, but she ain't the chap no more. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I know. So, um, and this this gets her there. You yeah. know, this gets, puts her in position to be asking for the that. challenger. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think this is going to happen. I think that fucking Miss Bueno, Miss Buena, yeah. is going to submit her. Yeah. I think Holly Holm has always had a trouble with submissions. Yep, true. Um, and true. fucking very few, maybe Aaron Blanchfield, maybe not. I mean, I don't know who's. Both of those women, fucking superb submission specialists, and uh, and so yeah, so I, I would favor Silva to either get the fight to the ground and get a submission if Holly tries to keep a stand up, which I think is her best thing. Mm-hmm. I think Holly should try to keep the fight stand up the whole time. Don't bring out any of that wrestling shit. Don't try to take her down. Don't right. do any of that. Um, maybe later on after you've weathered her out a little bit, but like, yeah, um, super dangerous on the ground. And uh, it's, you know, that's one of always been Holly's weaknesses. So, yeah, I favor Silva. Okay. Yeah. I mean, only slightly am I leaning towards um, Holly Holm. Yeah. And that's just, you know, and really an experience thing. It it's is. Really what, it is. Yeah. I mean, who, who's fought the best in the in in all of combat sports in, her divi- in their division yep. than Holly Holm? Exactly. I mean, fucking weight divisions, all the champions. I mean, yeah, yep. nobody... Yeah, I mean, as far as experience goes, yeah, she has the most. So, yeah, it'll be a great fight. Right on, man. All right. So, <clears throat> we got some previews for these guys. Preview. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Fucking A. So, this weekend, whatever UFC fight night they're freaking calling it. I don't know, dude. They're fight nights. I cannot keep track Is of what they're Is this one on ABC? I don't know if it's on ABC. I don't know if it's on ESPN. I don't know if it's 223 or 47 or on ABC4. I don't know. And you know what sucks is I'm looking at their fucking web. I looked at their website to see if I could find out. Nothing. Doesn't tell us. It tells I us know. where the fight's going to be, but it doesn't tell us where the fuck to watch it. Goddamn fucking UFC, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the only, thing, the only thing I know is that even the last one that was on ABC, I was still able to watch on ESPN because I have ESPN. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay, nice. I mean, not that that fucking means anything, but... No, but that's cool. At least, you know... At least I still yeah. got to see it without yeah. having to fucking go pay for ABC. Anyway, um, yeah, main event, Mackenzie Dern versus the most active fighter in the UFC in history, Angela be. Hill. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, great fight. Was supposed to be another fight. I forget who it was. Somebody, it all, it got fucking lost out. 
Um, um, so I did. They moved the Kaikara France fight to be its own main event, oh, okay. like the next week or two weeks after that, because it was just so that card just didn't have anything going right. or what, or maybe somebody needed the extra. I don't know. Something happened, but yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, man, um, great fight. Um, I'm fucking going Angela. I think that fucking. I think it's her time. I mean, with yeah. the fucking knee game that she's shown yeah. in her last fights. Yeah. I mean, just fucking, you know, she's always, you know, um, been tough to, to deal with. Um, and Mackenzie Dern is, is no slouch, you know. She's been, um, you know, evolving her game as well. But, uh, but yeah, all things considered, I, I just, I really think it's Angela Hill's time. And it's her, the first main event. And... Yeah, I, I really want to see her do good. So. Her her footwork is great. Her yep. distance management is great. Her takedown defense is good. Yep, that's I true. Think it's, I think she's going to make it really difficult for McKenzie to implement her game plan. Yep. And I don't think McKenzie has the striking to make Angela Hill respect it yep. enough. And I think she's going to be shooting ill-advised takedowns. And, yeah, I, I don't see... I don't see Angela Hill, or I mean, I don't see Mackenzie Dern winning this fight. I yeah. think, I think Angela Hill takes her spot in the rankings after yeah. this. I also don't see Angela Hill losing this fight. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. All right. Um. Edmund Shabazian versus Anthony Hernandez. Great fight. Great fucking fight. Really uh, super excited. <clears throat> okay. Um. Why can't I place Anthony Hernandez? Why? Because I know Edmund Shabazian. He was one of the. Yeah. Hyped prospects before he hit some roadblocks. Yeah, exactly. So Hernandez um, came up on the Contender Series. Okay. Um, had a really good knockout in the Contender Series. <clears throat> came into the UFC, <clears throat> lost a submission, um, and then on his last two fights, uh, got a decision and then won by submission. So the dude has hands. Um, he's really been working on his game overall. Okay. And um, I just, I really, I really, and the same thing with Edwin Shabazian, you know, a yeah. prospect with uh, some promise, stumbled, okay. had a little stumbling, was able to kind of get the train back on the track. So it's like, it's like you see an earlier prospect and then a younger prospect, and they're both trying to verge for who's going to get the time right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so I, I think I think it's a really well evenly matched up fight. That's um, good. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, I, I think I would favor Anthony Hernandez just because, um, you know, the obstacles that Shabazian has had to overcome were more so than one submission loss, and uh, you know mm-hmm. he got pieced up and a couple of other things. So I'm I'm thinking that you know, all things considered, Hernandez is going to be able to do it. So. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll roll with Shabazian. Um, I'd like to think that he's back on track. I'd like to think that he's got his confidence back and he'll be um, looking like a world beater. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, another fight on that card. Lupi Godinez versus... <laughs> Lupi. Yeah. No, she goes by... It's Lupita, but she loves going yeah. by Lupi. Yeah. So. Versus Emily Decote. Decote, Decote. Yeah. Um, ended up being a catch weight for some reason. Not sure... What the deal um, is. Who, who needed that, who wasn't <clears throat> going to make weight. But... Um, yeah, that should be a really good fight. Yeah. Um, both of these ladies have been around in the UFC for a bit. They've fought basically everybody else. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for that fight. We got Joaquin Buckley versus Andre Filio. Yeah. This should be a good stand-up fight, both those guys, you know. So, welterweight? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Was Joaquin Buckley always fighting at welterweight, or did he move down? I 
think he moved down. Seems like he was okay. fighting a middleweight and then okay. he moved down. Uh, either way, I'm smelling a knockout in this one. Yeah, like, I can't exactly. tell you who's knocking the no, other one out. But exactly, <laughs> exactly. This is like this old one. school U- uh, heavyweight days. <laughs> yeah. Whoever gets yeah. it first is going to knock the yeah. other one out. Yeah. yeah, no, but it should be good for as long as it lasts. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of knockouts, we got uh, Boris Chef, um, Russian heavy-handed fucking boxing yeah. dude. Fucking nasty versus... Uh, Machete? Yeah, Mahashate, however yeah. you want to pronounce that. Yeah. Um, um trying to see. Yeah, so uh got a knockout over Garcia in his first fight and then decision loss in the second fight. Um I'm going with the fucking mad Russian on this yeah, one. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yep. That dude is just he is unassuming. Yeah. Doesn't look like he's gonna be much, and that motherfucker's boxing is fucking nasty. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that should be good. Yeah, great boxer, tough guy, should be able to withstand anything Mahashate is going to throw at yep. him and should be able to land and, and put him out. Yep, exactly. Uh, fuck, another good fight on this card. Man, that's a sleeper. Diego Ferreira versus Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson, been around forever, fought everybody. Yep. Literally, I the defy Prince you. The Prince of Promise. The pre- that's fucking perfect. That's the <laughs> fucking perfect name for this guy. I defy you to find somebody on the roster who hasn't fought Michael Johnson, <sighs> win or lose, man. Like, he does. He's just, he's fought everybody. He's been yep. here forever. Um, I feel like Diego probably takes this, though, because he has a ground game, and Michael Johnson still to date just has not seemed to really develop one. Um, Johnson has great hands. Great he's, hands. Got, he's knocked out some of the best knockout artists. Yeah. He's got a knockout over Poirier. Yeah. He's got a knockout over like so many. I think he was uh, Tony Ferguson. I think yeah. he knocked out way back in the day. Like yeah. he does, but but hasn't ever seemed to come to terms with the fact that he needs um, submission defense game. or more around yeah. game plan. <clears throat> and uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira, I think if he's smart, he'll take the fight to the ground and he'll get a win. You're right. You're right. Um, but I gotta go with the fucking prince on this okay. one. I do. Okay. I just fucking. It's like one of those fucking like, like I got I don't know it's just weird I got like the feeling that like this is like one of those dudes that like you know he hasn't been able to live up to that moniker but like he's not out yet so it's like you know right. it's the fifth round are you gonna be it's the ninth well, inning can you bring it well, out again you know? if Diego decides that he wants to trade hands with like you know if he yeah. gets that ego checking yeah. like oh I got it. he hit me I gotta hit him back no he's I yeah yeah he's gonna get knocked or out or if fucking Johnson was able to clip him and then maybe get some kind of like Johnson has fast hands on him and crisp stuff. boxing yeah. dude yeah like, that'd be sick. Um, yeah, uh, fucking Carolina Kovacavich, uh, has a, is going to be headlining the prelims, we think. I'd like to see her get a win, um, but they've been few and far between lately for Carolina, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. Um. And I'm not really too familiar with, uh, Vanessa Demo. Me neither, but just... You know, we talked about this before, the ascending fighter and the descending fighter, and yeah. it's hard. Again, as much as I love Carolina Kovalkiewicz, I just see her as the descending fighter in this yeah. matchup. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, I'm going to hold my or reserve my uh, call just because I'm not too familiar with Vanessa, right. to be honest with right. you. Um, we've got some other good fights on the card. What else? Uh, anything else stand out to you? you uh, I mean, you know, about? young kid Chase Hooper is going to be on there. We'll yep. see if he gets a submission or if ben he's Aspen's managed boy. to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll see if he's worked on his hands. Maybe, you know, that would be smart for him to do. Um, and then, yeah, that's about all I got for for that. For that yeah, card. Yeah, uh, Hilaire Latifi, you know, is also on the card. Um, do we just, care? Though? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he's also on the card for what he's it's worth. He's up at heavyweight now. I, I know. He just. 
not that he was an exciting fighter at light heavy. Yes. But he's looked even worse at heavyweight. I mean, you're speaking the truth, you know? So you're right. Um, really, um, one of the only fighters that I'm really excited about. I mean, and, and I'm really terrible with fucking names. Once they get in there and I can fucking visualize them, I'm like, oh, I remember this guy. Right, Or, right. or this this woman, you know? Um, but uh, Gilbert Ubina, right? Mm-hmm. Big fan. Um, another contender series guy. Fucking knockout. Uh, right. Okay, so now that you're mentioning that, yeah. now I'm starting to, to remember, remember, yeah. to remember who he is. And he has a brother that brother, fights? yes. Hector Urbina, yes, yep, who's yep. been on Tough. Yep. Gotcha. Yep, okay. and, and had, you know, a longer fight career in the UFC before right. yep. before him. Um, but yeah, like, I, like that. Um, family's involved with it. Dude's got fucking heavy hands. Yep. Um, really interested to see uh, how he ends up doing, so I will... Definitely be keeping an eye on that. He lost uh, his only fight in the UFC before to your boy. Brian Battle, yep. By submission. So, um, yeah, and I don't really know much about his opponent, uh, Oran. So uh, we'll have to just see how uh, how that works out. But, cool. Yeah, yeah I'll be, now that I know, I'll be making sure I pay attention. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, one is going to have their Friday night fights. Um, they only have one fight so far being advertised for it, even though it is fucking coming up in even a couple of Friday. days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, you been watching any of these? I, I do, I do, just because I like their uh, promotion yeah. and they, they put on good fights. Again, there's a good cross-section of kickboxing and, mu- and Muay Thai. Um, the Friday night fights are usually over there and... Uh, Lumpany Stadium. Yep. Um, a lot more so, Muay Thai. Exactly. And so the crowd, you know, loves it. They get really into it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised to just see one name on the list, or two names in the list, one fight. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure what we're going to be in for. But the other benefit it has going for is it's on Friday night, so it's not competing with, you know, the six other Saturday night cards we're trying to watch. Yeah, or in this case, the other two or something, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but if BKFC's on Friday night... I'm watching BKFC. I'm watching BKFC. Okay, so we're on the same page okay. here. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to really... I think I sat down and started watching one of the one Friday Night Fights. I'm going to fucking be honest with you guys, all right? Fucking... I got life outside of this fucking podcast, okay? <laughs> yeah. And fucking, it's just... It's so much fuck content. When you're talking, every event is six hours long. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like, how much fucking time can you really log? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here, here's the thing. If someone else doesn't do it, we're going to have to figure out a way. If we fucking get video fucking going on this shit, we're going to fuck. We have to figure out a way of fucking taking the, these fights, cutting out everything else but the fights. So it's like the old school, like when you would turn into like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Fox fucking sports channel or whatever. They had the best damn sports show. Remember when they would yep. show like old yep. pride videos and mm-hmm. it would be like, here's the tail of the tape and here's the fight. Here's the tail of the <laughs> yep, tape and exactly. here's the fight. Exactly. That's what I need. Yep. I need something that's literally like, maximizing the amount of time so that I can fucking, you know, digest so much more of this, you know? I know, and and I hate doing, because a lot of times what I'll do is I'll go and watch the, the highlights, which gives me a little bit of context when I go to talk about the fights, but having watched MMA for as long as I have, it leaves so much out. Like, there's so much that goes into a fight. Like, yes, okay, I can say three minutes into the third round knockout, but so much happened before in that fight that needs to be mentioned. I know. Or afterwards or outside or in between the rounds or, I mean, that's part of, that's part of the whole thing, but like the whole show, but it's just like, 
Yeah, I mean... There's only so many hours in a day, man. Yeah, exactly. And when there's not a lot in these next two weeks, and you know they're going to pair them up like that twice on a Friday, which it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I had a feeling. Yeah, speaking of that, BKFC 43 from Omaha, Nebraska. And if they're in Nebraska, then you know... Houston Alexander's on the card. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. So, uh, um, yeah, so he's the main event uh, versus Smith. Um, both guys have three wins in their BKFC career. Uh, Smith has a loss. What do you think? I, I mean, I'm rooting for Houston Alexander. That's just a throwback to when he yep. went on his UFC run. Yep. Just one of those backyard brawlers that yep. got a chance. and Got, a, got um, to fight Kimbo Slice Got to UFC. fight Kimbo Slice. Got to fight Keith Jardine. Yep. Like, he had some good wins, man. He did. Man. He did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, had some good fights. Um, yeah, um, looking at the rest of the card. Cochran and Cutter. Yeah, Rivera and Usoff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, that should be good. Wilson Meyer, that's lightweight. Yep. Um, I feel like I should know Meyer, but I can't recall his last his last fight but anyway i'm hoping i'm hoping it's fireworks um trinidad snake brito should be a good contest exactly um who else is on here that i'm missing do you know these do you know these flyweight gals starling I do not. and wong i yeah. don't yeah starling and wong i don't okay. um but thing is is we realistically don't have a lot these next two weeks. True, we don't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching. Yeah, this. me too. So that's one thing about it, you know. Right. Um. I'm. I want to give them the opportunity to help me remember their name. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. I to find a good way to phrase that. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Put on a good show so that I can look forward to watching you the next time you're out. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Jesus Christ, you know. Yep. You're fucking battling like ten thousand other cards every fucking weekend. <laughs> oh, so it's just like, yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, last bit of fight events going on in the next two weeks. We have Haney versus Lomachenko. Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko. Uh, That should be good. Lomachenko coming up in weight, right? Yeah. Um, Which he has to because there's just nobody for him to fight in his weight division. That's why he's fighting up here. Um, So hats off to him. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. But um, Devin Haney's a fucking real deal, dude. Yes, <clears throat> yes, and, I don't, and I'm a huge Loma fan, yeah. right? So I'm gonna be rooting for Loma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Devin Haney probably is the betting favorite, and he probably should be. Yeah. Um, this is what I felt was interesting about how this whole thing has has come about. Um, so Vasily Lomachenko was, I mean, widely considered pound for pound one of the best until running into Teofimo. Yep. Right. Exactly. Lopez. Yep. And, and he had won, he had won the lightweight titles, um, fighting the, the few fights before he fought Teofimo. Teofimo took all of his, all of his lightweight belts. Yes. Okay. And then Teofimo Lopez, right after taking all of those belts, lost all of those belts to George Cambosos Jr. Jr. Yep, okay. Exactly. Yep. And then, now that George has them all, guess what George went ahead and did? George went ahead and lost all of them to, Haney. to Devin Haney. Yes. So this, so now we're at this point full where... Full circle. Yeah, full circle. And so so Loma has a chance to get all of his belts back. Yes. Right? Which which we know that he wants. And, you know, he doesn't have to go through Teofimo or Combosos to get them. However, he does have to go through Devin Haney to get them. Exactly. Now, if he fights smart enough... Uh, I mean, I'm hoping. I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm really hoping he can. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I mean, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like I would I would like to see it. I am a Lomachenko fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
But, um, you know, all things considered, um, it's hard for me to overlook that he's coming up in weight. It's hard for me to overlook how he had to, how he struggled to deal with Teofimo. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Haney is maybe just a little bit more polished than Teofimo. I think yeah. that Teofimo probably has more power, like you slightly than yeah. Haney, yeah. but Haney is a little bit more of the polished boxer. So I don't really think that's going to play out well for him. I don't know what Loma's been up to. Maybe we're going to see another wrinkle Man, in his game so. maybe you know we'll Man, get to I see something so. i mean his fucking footwork's already phenomenal so i mean unless he's you know i don't know i don't know put on some more power i don't know what he would do you know but right. it's still I'll, I'll reserve the i'll reserve to hold out for that but yeah i, I would favor haney in this so yeah I, again as far as the betting favorite goes he should be yeah um but i will be rooting for lomachenko nope let's go loma and with that we're done. <laughs> we'll call it a day. <laughs> that is the 13th uh, episode. So uh, appreciate everybody staying tuned. Appreciate everybody hitting us up. Scrapcastyahoo.com. Um, yeah, I mean, it, fucking what a fucking great uh, show, a memorable fucking event Absolutely. show. After doing, after all that. Dude, I mean, seriously, we didn't talk about it. We fucking, we, we talked about if they came, we would go. We heard that they were coming. We told y'all yep. we were going to go, and we fucking did we it. We went. And and I got, I got to say, shout out to the One Fighting Championship merchandise, dude. Like, yeah. I got some fucking awesome shit. So I got a, <laughs> so I got some Fairtex bag glove, heavy bag gloves. I'm so stoked. Yep. I mean, so torn whether or not that's ever coming out of the package or not. <laughs> um, I haven't yet, but sorely tempted. But I also got... Dude, I almost fucking had to knock out a dude for those gloves, I, right? No, you I'm did. Yep, no, that was... Fuck, yeah, that was a whole fucking debacle. <laughs> and that dude, it was so funny because he had no idea. He's all drunk and we're all fucking, you know, in a different head state. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm like, go, I'm telling him to fucking go past. He's staring at me and the next thing I know, there's just like this like curtain closed between you and, you know, and you guys just stand up. You guys are just like fucking... Like, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, dude? dude? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. That fucking guy. Um, but the other thing I really got... Uh, um, and I'm really stoked about is I got um, a varsity Letterman's jacket. Yep. Yellow sleeve. Yep. Um, Bruce Lee. Black leather. Bruce Lee and one fighting championship embroidered dragon on the back. It's so fucking sick. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's fucking gorgeous. I'm so happy I got that. Um, yeah. And I wish I could show y'all, but I can't. Yep. No, I'm happy with my socks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, you got you got like everything else. I know, <laughs> like, I know, no, I know, I know, I know. But it was great. Exactly, exactly. And even more, because we probably could have like ordered the stuff offline. We got it straight direct from them. Yeah. And, and more so, I mean it's like it's like everything else. You're fucking showering them for fucking bringing that car exactly. here and coming to the US. Exactly. And you shower they shower us with the love. We shower it back. It was just because we want them to do it again. Yep. It was a big love fest of yep. people getting knocked the fuck out and submitted in there. So, it was <laughs> All right. With that, we're done. See you guys Until in a couple weeks. Time. Yep. Yeah. This has been Scott Cast. Fuck around and find out.